0: feel like a cheerleader <laughs> a uh i was a cheerleader once in sixth grade and i fucking hated it <laughs> so why uh, because i didn't want to do just it Just the
1: general spirit of no. cheerfulness
0: so uh it was a lesson i guess um so this was in sixth grade and my best friend really wanted to be on the cheerleading team squad whatever the fuck they're called um But she didn't want to audition by herself, and so she, like, kept just nagging me. And she's like, will you audition with me, please, please, please? And I was like, fine. So I finally said, yes, we audition. I got in. She didn't. And so (laughs) it was super awkward. How do you
1: navigate that?
0: Uh... I, like, was she cool about it? Or? No, she was really oh. mad. And I was like, I didn't, wa- I didn't even want to audition. Um, and my mom. This is
1: like every early two thousands, <laughs> late nineties, like high school rom com. Yeah, or like f- high school friend. movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: It was it was ridiculous. Whoa. And I uh I I was like, well, I'm not going to do it. And my mom was like, oh, yes, you are you shouldn't have auditioned for a thing that you didn't want to do. So you made a commitment. Now you have to go through with it. And so for like three months, I think I was on the team, but I could never make the games, especially the away games, um, for whatever reason. Because you didn't want to. Because I didn't want to. No, it's because like (laughs) your parent has to drive you. And I was like, well, my parent works far away and can't. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And also I... I'm not like a big sports person, but we so we'd have to sit there and watch the games, and they wanted us to like sit and be all graceful and cute. Um, and but and we couldn't like get mad if our team was losing, uh, but we could like wave our pom poms if our team was doing well. I couldn't, I don't know if you and I have ever watched sports together, even if I don't care about the sport, I will eventually like my competitive nature will get invested. And I would sit there on the sidelines and like our team, like somebody would like shove somebody on our team and I'd be like, that's not fair. And I would like get angry. And my coach was like, you have to stop. Like you can't, you can't yell (laughs) at the other Mm -hmm. team. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I guess I can't be on the cheerleading squad. Like this sucks. Uh, So then I stopped being a cheerleader. It was. Anyway, don't do things like no peer pressure, peer pressure. You guys don't let it happen to you <laughs> or else you.
1: Did you know that you wanted to be an actor
0: at yes. that point? Or was yeah. this OK? Yeah, I okay, was already okay, okay. deeply invested I was wondering, in drama. Like, what if
1: what if you were like, I hate cheerleading, but the audition? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Something there really <laughs> thrilled me. <laughs> Uh, i think that like unlocked your love of acting
0: (laughs) oh god the audition process is what like got me into acting uh that would be that would be insane (laughs) just because what if what if
1: what if there are people like that that will like go in and crush the audition and like it'll give them such a high and then they show up on set and it's like oh no this was
0: a bad idea that happens like, there are... I bet. Yeah, there. Like, it's like people with a job interview. Like, they interview really well, and then they show up yeah. for the job, and you're like, what? Who are you? No, you're fired. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I feel like I just twitched because I turned around, and my suit of armor that I put in this room, but then I forgot <laughs> I put in this room, but he's next to me, scared the shit out of me because I thought there was a man in the room anyway. It's just Jerry. <laughs> Jerry! Um... Yeah. Wow. I Well, that's why I feel like, though, all you ever hear are actors saying how they lied at an audition and then got a gig. Whereas Mm. I feel like I would hope, you know, the banks and the Silicon Valley companies are a little bit more discerning (laughs) in the interview process,
0: Mm. considering our infrastructure is built on their success. Based off of some of the people I've worked with in the past, I'm going to say no. <laughs> no shade, no tea. That That's a lie. That's a lot of shade. Uh... <laughs> you know who you are. You know who you are. And if you don't, I need you to f- practice your self-awareness.
1: Um, and if you don't, then that's the whole point. That's that, why that, we are yeah, where we are.
0: That's, that's true. Um, should we introduce a podcast? <laughs>
1: Oh shit. <laughs> Welcome to the peony. The, the peony, peony. The, the peony. peony. Welcome to the peony. Oh, oh I forgot the all all I got. Bah, yes. bah, 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 bah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um we'll we'll get it. We'll get it. Um yeah. hi, I'm Jules.
0: And I'm Lex. And ooh, we ooh. are the peony.
1: We are the peony. We tried to record a promo for this podcast where we had to synchronously say, "And we are the <laughs> peony," and we kept fucking it up so hard. Um, we'll we'll have the the um, the takes that ended up on the cutting room floor up for you and Patreon
0: for your perusal. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Uh, and if but we are the peony, we are we are the peony. Just a couple of ding dongs doing our best Mm -hmm. um (laughs) we're what i just had a massive like brain fart i was just like where am i what are we doing well i Um, saw you
1: because i can see you and your eyes locked on something so i thought there was a i just assumed there was like a cute dog or a cute animal outside
0: no no thoughts just vibes um Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh it feels weird because I was like, we were like vibing, having a conversation. I was like, let's introduce the podcast, and then I did not yeah. think of where to go after that. So, which hey. is
1: interesting because it's not like we, it's not like we like put on a the Peony Podcast voice.
0: Do you we literally we just <laughs> hi there. I this is the Peony. I don't know why it's that voice.
1: <laughs> I don't know what my like broadcasting voice would be.
0: Mm. I don't
1: like have you ever
0: tried to do a newscaster voice probably i can't i can't recall but i feel like i you know what i'm sure i have because i used to do all kinds of like weird shit like oh i'm gonna imitate yeah that actor in that film you know whatever that was so specific um so yeah probably (laughs)
1: dude in high school they made everyone their junior year take a public speaking class
0: oh no
1: and like i'm i've always loved writing i have no problem speaking in front of people like whatever so i was like i'm down yeah but one of the assignments so we all had to make one speech like our group we would spend a week making a certain kind of a speech either like a commencement speech or mm-hmm. whatever. Mhm. But one of the weeks, one of the weeks was like a newscaster, like be a newscaster and speak as if you're speaking into the camera for a live broadcast. And oh. I wrote the piece and I presented it and the teacher was like such a bitch about it cuz she was like you're not capturing the cadence of the newscaster and I'm like what?
0: I don't want to be a newscaster. This
1: is a public speaking class. Like I'm up here <laughs> speaking in public. Like what is your problem? And she gave me a D on that assignment and I'm still salty about that shit wow. 14 years later. Salty.
0: Wow. That Was that part of the the project was to like be a news anchor? That doesn't that's not apparently. Uh. That's lame. I I feel like there are always those assignments or projects from your childhood that just, like, sits with you. you Yeah. Like, this is
1: fucking stupid. Why am uh I paying? Okay, if I'm going to, because I went to a private school. Mm -hmm. So it was like, all right, let me see how much tuition is being paid and how much of that is an hour of my time Monday through Friday for 10 months. So that I can see how those crisp U.S.
0: dollars
1: are literally being thrown into the sewer system for nothing. With the
0: rats and the turtles. And Uh, the, yeah, yeah.
1: And the pizzas.
0: And so many.
1: It all comes back to TMNT. Uh,
0: uh, Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. You're Raphael, right? Is that what we determined?
1: I... uh, I always admired Raphael because I felt like he was tough mm-hmm. and I feel like I related to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but that's just cause I had a lot of walls up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I've learned yeah. when doing the work on myself. Um, now I think I'm definitely, I'm definitely not full, but like maybe like a 20, like a Michelangelo at 25% power. <laughs> slowly working my way to full Michelangelo. <laughs>
0: I, I can't wait, like, in the next year to see where you're at in terms of that the the, the Mikey oh. scale.
1: Oh, it's I'm going to show up wearing one of those caps with the propeller on top, just because. <laughs> and at that point, we're going to have a studio and guests are going to be literal professional guests <laughs> are literally going to be in our studio as we talk to them. And we'll be talking to, like, a Supreme Court justice, and I'll walk in with my fucking my little helicopter
0: hat. They're gonna have to wear one too. It's just that's part of the deal. Part of the vibe. <laughs> I feel like if we're I feel like if we're interviewing a Supreme Court
1: justice, I will come in dressed as a Supreme Court justice.
0: <laughs> just dressed as RBG.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna be no no no, but specifically Kate McKinnon as RGB. Wait, Ruth Bader R.B.G. had yes, a little dude. moment there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whoa,
0: I had to think about it too. I was like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
1: I mean, I get the whole R.B.G. thing, but like Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a powerful last name. Like, yeah, it and is. she, I feel like, has earned the respect for us to give her the full three name
0: salute. <laughs> so learn. Not her everyone name. has
1: earned that, right? Not That's everyone. True. You know. Yeah. A few select women. Her and Sarah Michelle Geller.
0: <laughs> I was so curious I was like she's gonna say somebody else who's she pulling out of the hat it's <laughs> Daphne
1: always I follow her on Instagram and she's uh, literally like the cutest California mom like adorable between her and Reese Witherspoon, like yeah, they 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 can be my celebrity also,
0: moms. Freddie Prince Jr. has aged like fine wine. My God,
1: what aging? I mean, what aging? I know, he's I know. Literally he's just got just like, gone a little gray at the temple. Yeah, that's got,
0: it. it. It's both of them. Both of them are mm-hmm, stunning, mm-hmm. and you know, peace and blessings to both of them. Um,
1: I guess that's. What it looks like to age on without being problematic, like unproblematic people just age better. Yeah.
0: Paul Rudd, you know. Hello. Hello. I just I just recently watched uh, Ant-Man like two weeks ago. Yeah. Damn. That's all. That's my review. Ten out of (laughs) ten.
1: Okay. should I should I say it? Do you want me to say it? Should I say it? Uh, Oscar
0: Isaac? <laughs> Oscar Isaac? Whew. Wait, okay. Actually, topical. So uh, a, a weird segue. you banged
1: been... Oscar Isaac. No!
0: Oh no, my God, sorry. in my dreams. Uh, no, I was going to say, so uh, on this week's episode, our guest is um, one of my best friends, Jose Donato, and he's an actor. Uh, you guys will hear the interview in a, in a minute-ish, sometime from now. Who knows how long this intro is going to go. But Oscar Isaac is one of his one of slash is his favorite actor. And I at one point I'm like, Oscar Isaac. And he, he basically has the same reaction that I did. So I'm excited for you guys to have this nice little bookend. Oscar Isaac has a very deep impact on him and me and most people, I think. How do you not? Yes.
1: Yeah. It's Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking about it. God damn it. I thought you were about to say he knew Oscar <laughs> Isaac. Oh. And I was about to be like...
0: We can only hope. I'm going to keep just someday. putting that out there and into the ether for him and for us.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I've told him many times, should I'm just going to ride your coattails to the top, so...
1: Should we change our our podcast logo to just be Oscar
0: Isaac's face? <laughs> no we keep the peony but we put his face in the center uh, perfect of a peony
1: yes what a beautiful blossom (laughs) i'm so excited that you we finally got jose on the pod we did i was not there for that conversation but i have heard the things
0: yeah and it's
1: yeah it's a good time
0: it's uh prepare yourselves like it's a very honest conversation about yeah um following your your dreams and following your heart over your head um a very oh. honest conversation about being an artist and also sort of that that struggle of Wanting to do the thing that you are told is the right thing to do to be successful versus the thing that will be fulfilling and will be the thing that you vision as success, if that that makes sense. But so I'm gonna cry. Probably. I got pretty misty eyed during it. So he did too. There was a couple moments where he got choked up. So yeah. ayo.
1: I feel like this is a topic that keeps coming up with all of our guests with everyone we talk to, you know, um, if you remember, Chanel was saying the same thing. Um, A few people have said like, like the, that they have lived their lives based on someone else's expectations and the pivotal moment of what happened and what has happened since that moment when they decided to make the switch to leaning into what fulfills them. And so that's.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like that's definitely becoming kind of a an overarching theme of of what we're doing here at the peony which is pretty dope. Uh, I think so too. I I do as well. Yeah. So did you guys do a prompt? Um, sort of. Um, I kicked it off more of like you know with our intro, but one of the things that I sort of kept pulling out of him a little bit was and i and this was is the prompt for the week um if you're interested in it uh so one of the things based off of the conversation and based off of what you and i were just saying so prompt for the week is what was that moment um where you you made the decision to follow or listen to your heart over your head and it doesn't have to be like life-changing mm-hmm. or just like what was a moment when you were like you know what mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the thing that I'm passionate about and that inspires me versus doing the thing that I'm being told I have to do or I should do because it's what's right mm-hmm. so
1: yeah when I moved to LA and didn't tell oh. anyone I was doing it oh Yeah. Have you heard, did you, have you heard how I ended up in LA?
0: No, not at all. Oh,
1: okay. 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 So we, as you may know, I'm an immigrant. I came from a former Soviet Republic, moved to New York when I was four years old. It was me, my mom, my grandma, my grandpa. We lived the four of us in the same house for like two decades, Uh like a long ass time. Um, Definitely. Some codependence issues happening there, but we're not going to get into that this episode. (laughs) And I had never been that far away, even for college. Like I went to school outside of Philly, but it was still like close enough to New York that I could see my family all the time. And I've always wanted to live in California. I actually wanted to apply to UCLA for college, didn't end up doing it, kind of got like not guilty but just like felt that pull of like we have such a small family and like what'll happen if I just like break off and go do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Cuz also I'm an only child. And so um I was working for the the company where you and I met mm-hmm. and I was like I'm just going to see I have a friend that works in the LA market. I'm going to mm-hmm. see if there are any opportunities for transfer and I was thinking like lateral transfer I just want to like, if there, and, and I told myself in the moment, I was like, if there is an opportunity, then that opportunity is for me. Yeah. And if there aren't any openings, then I know that like the universe has chosen for me that this isn't my time. Yeah. And I like, that's the weight that I put into that answer. And so our friend reaches back out and is like, there is an opportunity, but not for what you've been doing. It's a managerial position. So ultimately, it would have been a promotion. And I was too nervous because I was like, I don't mm. want that level of responsibility. <laughs> like, I'm just good doing what I'm doing. Um, Like, very much comfort zone. And I was like, I don't know if I can, like, get a promotion and move across the country and, like, not break like, – like, and be okay. Mm-hmm. I, like, didn't know that I – It sounds so silly to say, but, like, I didn't know that I was strong enough to be able to handle those kind of two big changes. Mm -hmm. And so um, our friend was like, you should definitely apply. So I applied. I got it. Mm -hmm. And then I was starting two weeks from that, the time I got it, or, like, three weeks or something. And then I had to go home and break it to my mother and my grandparents that i got this job the offer has been made and in case they like push back or try to guilt me or something Mm -hmm. i had already put down a safety deposit on an apartment like a security deposit on a on an apartment sight unseen and i ended up living in like a uh, it was an okay studio, but it was, like, in a shitty part of Hollywood. It was yeah. right behind the Chinese Theater, the Dolby Theater. It was, like, fucking gross living there. But, <laughs> like, anyone who's from L.A. will, yes. will like, you
0: know. That's you your know first that. apartment when you move to L.A. If anybody moves yeah. to L.A. Yeah. and has a nice house apartment, I'm like,
1: what? <laughs> also, rookie mistake, like, moving
0: to Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. move to L.A. from any other place, don't don't move to Hollywood. Like, move to north hollywood yeah you know what i'm not gonna tell you unless you
1: You unless you can afford to live in hollywood but like the nice part like up in the hills yeah up in the hills or like afford that shit then go for it
0: yeah yeah or like nice part of west hollywood or something but
1: yeah yeah so i like told my mom like hey i got this job it's a promotion and i have this apartment like I'm going, and she was like, "What?" And then she was like, "Well, like, you, like, have you thought about how you're going to do it? Like, you need to like rent a truck, or maybe like da da da." And I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna like pack up my essentials in two suitcases and just like go to LA." And my mom was like, "Are you insane? Like, what?" And I was like, "Yeah. Like, how much stuff could I need?" And then she was, like, so she ended up orchestrating, like, a big road trip and, like, Mm. packing a bunch of stuff up and moving it over and getting me settled into my apartment. Mm. Um, But, yeah, that was the moment that, like, changed everything for me. Damn. Yeah. Dope as hell. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. Getting stronger every day because of it.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I think when you, like, start making the decisions for yourself – versus Mm -hmm. taking everybody else's opinion into consideration it it's weird because then it's like you you also at the same time wind up getting to give back more to other Mm -hmm. people yeah it's so weird it's so weird Uh, i
1: mean if you think about it right like it's this like being safe and making the safe choices of like mm -hmm. Following a path that someone else has decided for you is the, like, downstream effects of that are you have someone else to blame for the consequences of your decisions, meaning that you're doing something that makes you unhappy, but this person, like pushed you into it, or this person convinced you yeah. this was your path. And so you hold that person accountable to yourself feeling miserable, when in reality, you need to hold yourself accountable. Yeah, i w- and you need to say I was a co conspirator this entire time. Mm-hmm. And it's not too late. And I can start making decisions for myself. Once you take the power of owning your consequences and like owning the results of, of what you've done, then you can change you would turn it all around.
0: Yeah. It's also like the uh the release that you feel internally is yeah. huge. Cause I um, and this was this was my so for a while, um, I very much felt that way of like mm-hmm. I've been doing everything that other people have told me is the right thing to do. Like I was for a very long time, and I would even say like even transferring to usc and like even though i was pursuing theater and that's what i wanted to do the Mm -hmm. the push to transfer came from an external force and i will say that person like had my back and had good intentions behind it but again i was doing it for somebody else um Mm -hmm. and then it wound up thankfully becoming about me but and then after graduation it was like And for the past, I'd say, five years, it's really just been about survival and saying yes to taking positions or, like, promotions that I didn't really want. But uh, at the time, I was like, well, this is the smart decision. This is the safe decision. This is the thing that will, like, lead me on to the next thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it became about the safety and about the comfort, which is... There's also so much to The complacency
1: within our society. Yeah.
0: Well, and it was also like, for me, it was, I got so in my head with this idea of like, well, it's just me. Like, I have to take care of myself. I'm the only person responsible for myself. So I have to do it safe. Then I was like, so goddamn miserable for a long time. And for me, it was the most recent one. And it's weird because it's like I'm still in a career right now that is not the end goal. But I'm in a place where the people around me are very supportive. Like I literally had a a conversation with my manager today who was like, Mm -hmm. you know, theaters are starting to open back up. And I know like that's your plan. So you just tell me when. Like Mm -hmm. it was very much, I think, more aware of me getting like turning completely turning into uh like turning turning the key on stepping into acting than than i am a little bit i'm like oh yeah like that's the goal here okay cool but it for me it was quitting that last job it was at such a point where like there were a ton of projects lined up and you know there was so many things where it felt like oh this is my responsibility and i was just like you know what no like i'm gonna do the thing that's like going to put me in just a better situation overall and it's been a couple of months now I think it'll be three months at the beginning of June and it's weird because it's like I've had so many people be like you seem so much happier you seem so much more yourself and Mm -hmm. realizing like when you put yourself first and it's also this weird thing of like where I'm at right now isn't my end goal but it's so much easier for me to get to where I want to go because emotionally i'm not like completely drained i'm not mentally tapped out i'm like a person Mm -hmm. again which is weird but um (laughs) Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it came down to like and i remember when i made the decision to leave my old job for this current one Mm -hmm. i was like oh like i'm gonna let down all of these people i'm going to let down all Mm -hmm. of my coworkers. like this is gonna be so difficult for them and Mm -hmm. i was at a point or i'm at a point in my life now where i was just like and like it's not my responsibility like nope if people are gonna be sad about me going that's fine like we can be friends outside of work like that but this is not i can't do this anymore for myself and it Mm -hmm. also i realized like through conversations um and a lot of journaling that to me it became about like who would you rather disappoint other people or yourself and I was like oof I don't want to disappoint myself anymore so bye um yeah yeah it's just like it's weird when you prioritize yourself with kind of the freedom that comes with that and it's been like I feel like I've been able to show up for friends a lot better than
2: yeah
0: I was beforehand and show up for myself a lot yeah. more too so
1: yeah yeah I don't know where where the rumor started that kindness is bad for business.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea because I found, uh, at least for myself, like where I'm at right now, it's such a – it's so much – it's so different working for and with people who have your – personal interests at heart and they're mindful Mm -hmm. of that and that's not to say like i haven't worked like 12 hour days i have but it just it makes it easier to be like today's gonna be a really long day okay and like and that's fine and yeah you know not every day is like that but it's just different when you are in a place where you can kind of like make room for yourself Uh, and not in terms of work just like yourself outside of work
1: yeah 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 it's huge. So would you say that was the the moment for you or? That's been the most re- I would say that's earlier. the most okay.
0: recent I think for me the one that was like where I really was like no it's this for me mm-hmm. um, was it? it's funny because my current manager was my manager when this happened um, at our old place of employment but we were doing this like We were in this – this was maybe three years ago. We were in this meeting doing, like, a team project or whatever. And um, I was meeting with our VP and, like, his right-hand man. And and I was explaining this, like, process or whatever. And I was like, oh, yeah, this thing, blah, blah, blah. And – The VP looks at me, he goes, you know, you're just you're so you're so smart with all of this. And, you know, you're really into operations like, you know, theater used to be your thing and now operations is your thing. And I got so mad because it was like, don't tell me what my thing is. Mm -hmm. Theater is my thing. Just because I am here talking about operations doesn't mean that theater is no longer my thing and it it became this like weird spark that sort of ignited and I think it took me a while to get to the point where I was like okay really prioritize yourself but that has become sort of this like moment in my head that plays over and over and over again and I've talked to my current boss who was also my boss at that time about it Mm -hmm. and he was like yeah, I remember watching you just, like, light up on the inside when he said that. And not in a good way. Like, a spark had been set <laughs> off of just, like, yeah. no. And I think it is then – it's really just become, like um, – for me, it's been – the focus has just been, like, how do you make storytelling and how do you make, like, acting the thing and the priority mm-hmm. – um. And I would also say, being totally honest. I think one of the last times where I was like, "I'm going to follow my heart instead of my head," was saying yes to this to this podcast because I I was so nervous about it. I was like, "I don't happy know what I'm you doing." Did. I know, me too. And it's been great. And like we've had so much fun. And uh, I was talking. I can't remember if it's in the interview or not, but Jose and I talked about it um, mm-hmm. for sure. And I was just like, "Yeah, it's just like this has been such a fun way to." learn more about myself, about our friendship, about the world, like to meet interesting, cool new people. And I don't know. It's one of those things where like, even when the week is really hard, knowing that I have this Mm -hmm. to come to, I'm just like, yes, okay, give me podcast. Yes, I will edit 20 minutes of a podcast for three hours and figure out how to do the thing. Like, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been great.
1: Well, that's the thing is like, It's it's, what you're good at isn't necessarily what your thing is. Yeah. Like, yes, you could you could be good at operations because you're someone that has common sense (laughs) and logic. (laughs) Well, you understand the sequence with which some things need to work. But like, (laughs) like, but that doesn't mean that that's your thing. Yeah. Like.
0: Well, and what's wild is like what made me really good at that job was theater. Like, yeah, for sure. That's like for me, a lot of it always, always comes back to theater. Like, yeah, in so many ways, it's so applicable. But I know
1: I keep I keep telling you that like one rendition of Romeo and Juliet that I saw you in playing the friar has lived on in my mind. in the years that have passed since and it just i never saw your energy in that space like i never have seen it at that vibrate at that frequency in any other situation where i've been watching you from the corner behind a bush
2: (laughs) i
0: forgot about the stupid shrubs that we had (laughs) yeah Well, thanks man it I don't know how to describe it other than like when you put in it's so funny I'm just like Jose describes it in the episode uh but but it's something he and I talk about all the time and I when you put in a lot of work um or not even a lot of work there's just it's not even that that's part of it but like there is this insane freedom that comes with being on stage because one it's like you just have to trust that you've done enough work to be able to do the thing and two anything could happen like you have to pay so much attention cuz it could really be like and the power's gone out do we just do this in the dark yes hmm. yeah yes. yeah i've been Always. i've been at shows where they do like and they're like it's all right we've got emergency lights and flashlights we're going to keep on going like there's just yeah. this chaotic energy that you don't where you're like i don't know what's gonna happen but let's see where it goes it's a fun adventure yeah
1: and dude insane and it's one of those things that like you i can understand every side of it like the people that love us especially as we're growing up Mm -hmm. like they want to protect us yeah but In protecting us, like, they think that their way of protecting us is to avoid certain experiences and have exposure to other experiences. Mm -hmm. And what then happens is some of the things that they try to protect you from, like... Could have been absolutely right. Like rightly so. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like when you're a kid and your your guardian is like, don't touch that. That's hot. And you still touch it. Like now you have an association with what hot means and you're mm-hmm. not going to do that again. Was that person wrong in like warning you or telling you not to do the thing? No. Like ultimately they were protecting you, but it's so hard to to judge in the moment. Like retrospectively, we can say, like, like retrospectively, yes, was my mom correct that I should have better understood how to manage my finances and my time? Absolutely. Because <laughs> yeah. now I'm 32 years old, trying to figure this shit out, watching YouTube and reading Reddit. <laughs> but also, there have been there have been things that she like same thing. Like she warned me, or she tried to protect me from something, and I did the thing, and it was not horrible and it actually was something that I found enjoyable for myself and so that's just the thing is like as human beings we need to experience things yeah and I could understand as a parent like I was telling you I spent the weekend with a a lot of family and we had some little ones running around and Mm -hmm. it's that same thing of like you see these kids and they're they're growing up and they're having these new experiences these for the reference these kids were all 4 and under or 5 and under mm-hmm. and it's like how do you walk that line of like protecting them but also like not dampening something that they need to experience yeah so
0: yeah yeah I think then you also run the risk of if you make people so fearful of something, then Mm -hmm. as an adult, it it flips into like it just heightens where, you know, people maybe become almost paralyzed by certain decisions. And that is that's difficult, too. And it's also like, yeah, just because like to your point, just because your mom didn't like that experience or, you know. Or just because your idea of a negative experience or Mm -hmm. a failure or success is one thing doesn't – it doesn't mean that it's the same for other people. Um, Yeah, people – you got to figure things out on your own.
1: Yeah, and I think part of that is, like, if we do take a path that isn't ours and then at some point we flip around and, like, start reflecting back on decisions we've made, like, part of it is owning your, like, I was saying your actions and your own um, complacency, being a co-conspirator, whatever you want to call it, but, like, you did the things that led you here. Like someone gave you a like maybe forceful ideas of it, but you followed through. And so part of it is owning your part in those actions and those decisions. And then the other part is forgiving. And honestly, I see so many like penny memes that Mm -hmm. are just like,
0: never
1: like (laughs) forgive. Oh, like all of these things, but it's like so fucking true. Like, Once you forgive that person and you're just like, you know what, like, I can only assume you were doing the best that you could with what you had, and I don't hold you responsible for where I am now. And as long as that person, like, forgiving them and keeping them in your life are two separate things. Like, you can forgive them and then like the forgiveness piece comes from everything that has happened up to that point. The part that comes after of whether or not they support you and they stay and you stay or you two decide that like, that's not a relationship that you want to move forward with. Like that's what comes after. So like that spark, there's so many things that ripple out from that spark moment. And it's like, if you ever, if y'all ever need anyone to talk to about like, the existential crises that you're having in the before or in the after or whatever, like hit us up because <laughs> we've done the things. We're still doing the things. Yeah. Um and ugh,
0: Yeah. And I would say too it's like, work. Shits work. To add on to that real quick of just the forgiveness is also extended to yourself too. Like oh yeah. And that's something I think is like so eye opening. Like, whatever your circumstance is now, if you're like, oh, this isn't where I wanted to be or whatever, look back at like, well, well, why are you where you're at? Maybe it was like, look, I just need a job that has health insurance. I just need to find an apartment that like I can afford and where I can live by myself, like what, whatever it might be. It Sometimes you do have to make decisions that are just maybe while well, it, it isn't ultimately the thing that you want it is the thing that will help you survive in that moment and that's important too so like be gracious with yourself forgive yourself if you know you had to Mm -hmm. do anything like that or just be understanding of why you did it yeah it's also for sure yeah yeah well
1: and obviously you and i are speaking to our experiences there yes if you're someone that has truly been through some horrific shit like yeah. I'm sorry yeah, yeah, yeah. I am absolutely not trying to speak on your behalf like you do what you need to do right um because I'm I'm
0: speaking from a place of privilege for sure yes yeah, same 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 all right are we ready to <sighs> right. get into this interview with Jose yeah
1: cut in the cut in the shoo, shoo, shoo. Jose <laughs> chat
0: and ba ba All right, cool. Well, we're going to kick off into the interview with Jose. But before we do, um, check out this trailer from the RPG Concierge. Um, There's also an episode that has yours truly, uh, Jose and Nicole, who was on one of our last episodes. So check them out.
2: What is the RPG Concierge? It's an interview show that discusses tabletop role-playing games. This hobby has had a renaissance over the past several years, and odds are you've heard of Dungeons & Dragons, hands down the most iconic of RPGs. If you're curious about what D&D is, or other RPGs you've heard of, then check out the RPG Concierge. Are you curious about dipping your toe into this mysterious hobby? Are your friends talking about it, but you feel nervous about joining? Are you afraid of ruining it for everyone else? Well, you're not alone, and as your RPG Concierge, it's my duty to make sure that you feel comfortable. Check out our first season, which is entirely dedicated to getting started with role-playing games. Each episode, we'll discuss a different topic with a new guest, be they brand new players discussing their experiences, or veterans doling out advice for all the rookies out there. We'll remove some of the mystery that surrounds this vast and exciting hobby and have fun doing it. So come check us out.
0: I'm very professional. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Peony. I'm Lex, one of your hosts. Uh, Julia is off today she's hanging out with her family so um i'm flying solo today and on our episode we've got jose donato joining us um i've talked a little bit about jose he's one of my best friends a fellow actor a uh, total nerd so um we've got him on the show hi jose
3: hello <laughs>
0: welcome thanks for joining me on absolutely.
3: this absolutely wacky is a joy. adventure
0: we've we've been like here for i think about 20 minutes trying to just troubleshoot tech issues because we are doing this over zoom so we're having a great time it'll be fine everything will be fine yeah Uh, this just makes
3: us like really relatable because like everybody's going through this right now (laughs) especially especially like artists and theater artists like this is just like where we live right now
0: yeah yeah i have (sighs) all of those strange zoom rehearsals and live theater yeah. that isn't live but kind of live yeah it's a good time <laughs> um so Jose why don't you before we dive into it um maybe introduce yourself a little, not maybe introduce yourself why don't you introduce yourself
3: <laughs> uh sure i think this is really funny cuz yeah you're doing you're you're great Lex but i think we've like never talked on like a formal platform <laughs> you know like we, we it, this never. is this is more articulate than we ever are to each other
0: oh absolutely uh so jose and i have been friends for like 15 or 16 years Yeah. so most of the things that fly out of our mouths at each other just like insults and like sideways comments and jokes like yeah this is the
3: nicest we've been to each other in probably those 16 years (laughs) and it's only been like two minutes that we're just like introducing each other
0: most of the time like...
3: i like skip like if i'm meet you know meeting someone or you're meeting someone i just skip introducing you all together i just like forget that yeah. you exist and just expect yeah. you to do it yourself
0: but... <laughs> he's the worst at introducing two strangers to each other where he's like the mutual i'll just be like yeah okay and walk away um i think you've gotten better at that it, over the past yeah, like,
3: 10 years yeah yeah let's just say yes <laughs>
0: Oh, this is going
3: to be a wild! Ride. Everybody, <laughs> buckle up. Um, uh, okay, I my name for my name is uh, uh, Jose Angel Donato. Um, uh, it just felt like introductions. I had to say the full name. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, social no, security uh, number is. Oh man, I'm really afraid that I might have given my social security number to the wrong people. Talking about that. <laughs> like not to completely oh, no. like derail this from the beginning, but yeah, I got an oh. email. From a, um, uh, what are they called? Um, well, just, like, a a company that I worked with before, and they were just like, hey, uh, uh, you have to, like, send us, uh, this, like, new... Uh, like it was I-9 or W-2 form or something like that. And like, cause we like, in order to pay you in the future, we need to have this information updated. Otherwise we'll get charged. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Like i worked with you guys before, whatever. Oh no. Um, cause they've, I, I worked with they're the billing company for a commercial that I worked with and they've like yeah. a couple of times like renegotiated and like sent me more money for doing nothing. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. give me more <laughs> money. But then I sent an email. I, I signed one of the forms of the three sent an email to my to my like representatives and was like hey have you heard about this like they're just asking me for this information like oh are we like getting another check and they're like we haven't heard anything don't sign it and I was like oh okay did you already send it to them I sent them one with like my name and social security but they also wanted like bank information like it could be totally legit I just needed to like email them to be like Uh... hey what's this about but then I never did and so I just live in anxiety every day now
0: I really hope you didn't fall for a phishing scam. Yeah, did you have you have you looked at the email and like hovered over stuff to see if the links are fake or anything?
3: No, I I, I like looked up the name of the company. I saw that uh-huh. the email cause it, the, the email address, the like at whatever enterprises.com, is legit, and so okay. that like gives me a little bit of like I'm I'm probably okay, but I'm not sure, and I should really follow up.
0: <laughs> well, what I was gonna say, I think on like uh. I think you can do this through Credit Karma, which this is not an ad for Credit Karma. But if you don't have it, highly recommend. You can file your taxes for free, including I just state. Did that. Yeah, it's so dope. Um, it's so dope. Fuck but I tax. think on credit, for real, um, I think through Credit Karma. I know you can definitely do it through like uh, Trans Union, whatever the big credit bureaus are. Mm. You can put like a freeze on your social security number for i think up to six months for free and then every six months you can renew it but essentially what it'll do is if anybody tries to run your social security number it will flag it like if somebody tries to open up a credit card under your name or something it will flag it for them and they'll essentially put a hold on it because i this was a few years ago but um i think it was when there was that huge equifax breach in like 2017 Mm my information was part of the breach and I was like great um so I just I flagged that for a while and then there was the time when my wallet got stolen my social Mm -hmm. security card happened to be in it even though I never have my like because I was like interviewing for new jobs or whatever I happened to have it in my wallet the one time so pro tip you can do that (laughs) so to like kind of help protect your identity so uh you know all yeah life doesn't to the
3: that's side. that's great advice. I really hope yeah. that all your listeners are here for this because this is what it's going to be. It's going to be tax <laughs> advice for the next hour and a half. I'm just going to go over all the things I've done that you should not ever do.
0: Make sure you lock your car so that, we like, a homeless person doesn't take a nap in it. That's a true story.
3: <laughs> uh, don't give rides to heroin addicts because they really need to. Get to Santa Monica. I
0: don't... Oh, Jose, your life is such uh, a journey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, I is was not born... what this episode supposed to be about, but you know what? Yeah. Maybe it will be.
3: <laughs> I think it, it all—it all, you know—it it fills in the, oh, the the tapestry of me as a human being uh, and as a person with unstable internet connection. Apparently, <sighs> okay, you can still hear me. Good, you're good. Internet, same internet. Yeah. We're all a little.
0: Yeah, yeah i can still hear you okay. yeah we're all a little unstable these days um Ooh. uh what a strange introduction do you want to tell us what you do and why you're um filling out these random forms and <laughs> sending them into the ether
3: uh yeah yeah um i i am uh, a guatemalan-born american actor uh in los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Um, I won't tell you where I live because then you might be able to find out my social security number and my address. And then that's, you know, a whole thing. Um,
0: (laughs) we're slowly going to pull information out (laughs) of you so that way people can triangulate your location.
3: (laughs) (laughs) This, this whole podcast is just a social security scam, isn't it?
0: I mean, yeah, (laughs) both, you know, I think Julia and I are, uh, um, charming and awkward enough that we could be really good at espionage. Yeah, <laughs> so, I see it. yeah, you know, that's actually what this podcast is about. It's, a, it's the long con. Yeah.
3: <laughs> but to try to stay on track, yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I'm an actor in LA. Me and Lex have known each other for most of our lives at this mm-hmm. point. We met in Palmdale, California, where we, were, where we went to the same high school. Mm-hmm. Um, and they bullied me into getting into the drama club. <laughs> At Palmdale High, which was honestly, like, it's a glorified title. We were, like, working out of cafeterias and empty classrooms and had, like, basically no budget. But we we yeah. did a lot with what little we had. And we just had a lot of, like, very passionate, skilled, lovely people coming together to make art. Um, that's yeah. where we both started.
0: Yeah, that's all. Oh, that's so beautiful. I mean, to your point, like, we... We did a play where uh, I think about this more times than I probably should. We we did a play where we like needed to create palm trees. And so <laughs> a few friends went dumpster diving behind like, I think it was like Carpet for You or something, because sure. I didn't know this, but carpet comes on like these massive mm-hmm. um I was going to say paper towel rolls. That's not what it's called, (laughs) but those cardboard tubes. And so we, like, used those to create palm trees. And we were very crafty, which... Yeah,
3: and they looked really great until they fell in the middle of a performance (laughs) on an actor.
0: And then I think we started using them as, like, as lances and started jousting each other Uh... on stage. We, look, we're very professional and you should hire us. You should definitely hire Jose for your next project. Mm -hmm. It'll be great. Um please. Okay. So you mentioned that we bullied you into doing drama and I will say, uh, that's true. Um, (laughs) I shan't lie about that. So what, so we bullied you into this, um, and then you kept going with it. What, What happened?
3: Oh man. I, yeah, I was, I was, and I still am, but even more so back then, just like a really quiet shy kid I did my work I tried to get all A's I never even considered I never even like there was never even a possibility for me to like go into the arts especially the performing arts um and I just remember that this this I think it was the second year of my high school my second year mm-hmm. uh everybody was getting excited and we like yeah we're gonna like join the drama club and do this play and I was it was I think literally it was like if I do not do this I will not see my friends for the next three months and I will be it's just like <laughs> I will be by myself, oh. like doing nothing, <laughs> and so I was like, okay. And I remember, I like, I'd never acted before, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't even know what to like. Where to even approach, like, because you had to uh, learn a monologue, and audition with a monologue, and I, I like. <laughs> got one from monty python and the holy grail like towards the end <laughs> he's like a priest who's like preaching about the what the holy hand grenade of antioch i think and mm-hmm. i don't know why i chose this thing i just thought it was funny and i was like yeah i can learn this and i did it and i mean it was a small school so it's not like that crazy but i got the like the lead in that play yeah for this did. stupid monologue. <laughs> And yeah, I just took off from there. I just had a blast. I like didn't I never realized I could do these kinds of things like just be around my favorite people doing this just ridiculous thing. And it was work. And mm-hmm. it was it was like soul enriching and just like fun. And I remember like one of the craziest things I remember is because like now I'm a professional actor.
2: Mm-hmm. Or
3: I'm trying to be. And you it's are. so hard sometimes to like get out of your head because you're trying so hard to be good. And I remember back then was probably some of the freest I've ever been because I just didn't care. I was just having fun. And they were like, yeah, you're like getting notes and trying to do it well. But you're just like, there's no stakes. Like, whatever. This is just so fun. And the first time I was on stage, I'm just ranting at this point. Do it. Go. I wasn't nervous at all because it was like me and my other best friend, Chris, who was on the podcast, Mm -hmm. on stage together. Curtain goes up. And we were just like, let's let's have a ball, man. Let's just have a blast.
0: Yeah. And... So that moment when you were on stage and you felt so free, have you, not to get too deep too fast, but we're going Mm -hmm. to, um, have you felt that kind of freedom since then?
3: Yes, but a lot more, it's a lot more rare.
0: Yeah. Um, Where do you think it's like, well, I, you and I have talked about this at length, um, but what sort of, where was that shift of like, freedom and then maybe getting more in your head and how are you working through that now or trying to combat that now as an actor yeah and maybe a person yeah yeah
3: <laughs> it's all it's all connected um honestly the funny thing is it probably happened it's like it's it's like one of our favorite acting teachers says it's always two steps forward one step back mm-hmm. And for me, it was—I I got into into college. Technically, I applied as a biochem major because I thought oh, I was going to nope. go into medicine. Uh, you know, I, I uh, people yeah. thought I was going to be a neurosurgeon. Uh, I was thinking about potentially following like forensic psychology, uh, which are all incredible professions. And I still like, to some degree, like envy the people who can follow those those mm-hmm. paths. But orientation day on campus I switched to theater literally I left my my science-based like group and switched to theater and I heard later that like the the like the teacher chaperone was just like oh he went to go do theater like she was just like poking at me but it, it yeah it, it was funny um but since that day like I switched at my major to theater but I was always unsure if that was what I was gonna follow my parents were, like, super supportive, but they were always, like... Like, anything. Like, they never saw this coming. They were just like, are you sure? Do you want to, like, maybe try some things? Try something else? Mm-hmm. And so I spent those, like, two and a half years, like, taking all of my, like, extra... All of my, my, my like, electives and stuff in, like... I took bio. I took chem. Um, I took psychology. Never really settling that I just... This is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember, like, in those acting classes, because I'd never formally learned. I was still, like, very... Like nervous, but free. But then in the middle mm-hmm. of college when I decided like, no, let's let's go for this. It yeah. suddenly became so serious. And I think that's about where that shift happened. Because all of yeah. a sudden it wasn't just fun and games anymore. It was like something I was spending money yeah. to get a degree on. Something that like I had to be good at. Otherwise, like other people would have been right that I shouldn't have done this. Or mm-hmm. I would like not be able to fulfill some of my like other bigger lifetime goals, like, you know, being able to like support my family as yeah. I grew up, as they got older. And that got really scary. And I think that really put me in my head.
0: Yeah. Well it's a lot of pressure to put on yourself. And I know like you and I, I uh I remember when you I think you were texting me or calling me. It was 'cause it was before I had transferred and you and I were then going to college together, but um, I remember you and I having that conversation of is the, like, do I stick on the path of going into science and like becoming a neuro neurosurgeon, I think is what you were looking at. Or do I really give this acting? Wow. Uh, there's a motorcycle in the background. Um, Or do yeah. I really give acting a shot? And there, I think, at that time when we were talking through it, it was like, there was this weight of or this pressure of what thing is going to allow me to take care of the people around me. And you know, what thing is going to be a more solid future? Um, because acting is so unpredictable and so, uh, such like a wild beast, um, as is any art and, I guess, like, even though, you know, we had this conversation, I know you were talking to other people, what ultimately, or was there a moment where you were like, you know what, no, I've, I've got to move towards theater, I need to, essentially, head versus heart, right, like, which thing, what thing, like, pushed you to, to following your heart?
3: I can actually, I can, I can actually pinpoint a couple of moments. And sorry if I sound a little, like, I feel like my breathing's all over the place. I haven't talked or thought about this in a little bit, and so I'm definitely getting <laughs> a little bit emotional. So the forgive P&A. me if I either slow down too much or Therapy. if I rant too much. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um,
0: Happy Sunday. <laughs> Coming at you. was,
3: yeah. <laughs> I remember, because uh, even throughout all my, like, indecision, I would always take theater classes I would always mm-hmm. take acting classes because I was like yeah okay I'm like trying out these other things and maybe they'll become like my major major but maybe I can do theater as a minor mm-hmm. but they were always the constant I was always like these are my acting classes and these are the other things I'm gonna you, you know do or learn around them to like have a stable job or whatever Yeah. so it was a little bit of that going like looking back at you know two and a half three years and being like oh I've been pursuing this the whole time Yeah. Um, and I used to work in the theater department as a lighting and as a like uh set person because our school had like really great work study program yeah that really put us in the middle of all of it and I used to work the graduations and I think it was on probably that second year I was working one of the graduations and just seeing everybody up on our main stage our like main theatrical stage all these people graduating and being able to like move on from this experience and pursue art as their life as their passion and just just the feeling of being there that energy like I realized like I it's so dumb kind of but I was like no I want to graduate here I want to be here I want to be in this I want to be with these people in this energy on this stage like this feels like home And that was always the thing, like, theater always felt like home to me. And everything else just felt like, like work. Yeah. But, like, and, like, work is great. Like, I love so many things outside of acting and theater, but, like, that just felt like home. And then on top of that, I remember it was probably around the same time that we were watching. I was at home with my family because I was, I live, my parents live about an hour, 15 hour and a half away from me. And so I would see them a lot. I would go on, I would travel on weekends a lot. The first year and a half of going to school, I would commute because we're very close and I wasn't quite ready to leave home fully yet, but I remember we were watching some awards show and my dad turned to me at one point, like one of the actors, you know, one best actor something walking up there giving that speech and he was just like, I can see you. I can, like, I can see you doing that one day.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah. And it, like, it just affected me. And it was just, like, such a simple thing. And they've always believed in me. They've always been super supportive. But it was the first time he was just, like, if that's what you want to do, like, there's nothing stopping you. And I yeah. see it. Yeah.
0: Oh, uh, Good Lord. <laughs> Hope you all came here to have your hearts, like, broken today. Because that's what we're doing. Um, <laughs> is yeah. that – I don't know if I've ever heard that story or if I have. I
3: Yeah. I wish I had more there. details. I don't remember no. the actor. I don't remember the awards show, but I just well, remember that moment. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's not the, the part that matters, right? Like, yeah. the part – I think, like, getting that um, acceptance and that validation, especially because – not to get too personal – also, Jose, you tell me if we're getting too, if we're like touching too many nerves. Um, but I know for you, a big part of like looking into, as you were saying, like looking into doing neuroscience or going into medicine was so that way you could, you know, in the future, be able to take care of your family. And so, it to have the family, I think to have the people that you're like, I'm, I'm willing to make these sacrifices in my life for you to then have them go, no, 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 you don't have to, like go do this thing like to have that sign off especially as an artist is such a huge it's it's huge it's monumental so i i don't know i i don't know where i'm going with this uh no
3: no you're totally right like that's the thing it's not just i because like i said i was born in guatemala Mm -hmm. very small town in guatemala um we moved to the u.s when i was three And my dad and my mom have been working their butts off ever since. Um, I think at the height of my dad's, like, career in the job he was at for, like, 12-plus years. I can't Mm -hmm. remember how long he was there. He was working. He was a machinist at basically, like, an an airplane, an aircraft, like, parts factory. Mm -hmm. And he worked there for so long. At the height of his career, the most he ever made was, like, $12 an hour. After all that time. And then they let him go. Let him go. There was some kind of layoffs. So I can't remember if it was like yeah. budgets or I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But um, since then, my dad hasn't stopped working. But it's a lot more like odd jobs, um, contractor work. Mm-hmm. And my dad just turned 70. And he's mm-hmm. still doing that three, four, five times a week sometimes. And my dad loves to work. like my dad my dad loves to work way more than i do i don't know (laughs) how he birthed such a lazy son but i like i remember one time talking to him and he was just like it was just again out of the blue moment he was just like man i wish i was younger just so i could and i was like yeah dad what would you do what would you do if you were younger He's like just so i could like work more and i was like that okay Uh, okay you just want to work more
0: you're like i i'm about to take my afternoon nap but um Okay, my sure. My second
3: one. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's that's the push. Like, to be frank, like we, at least by American standards, grew up in, I don't even think we ever touched quite middle class, mm-hmm. like the bottom floor of the middle class. Um, and so just when my parents work, they work hard. Yeah. And often for way less than what they're worth for their time and for their abilities and especially like i'm definitely feeling it more and more every year but i just like would love to get to the point where it's like hey you guys don't have to work this hard anymore yeah and so that was even back then the push because they had done so much for me and i know how hard they work to this day and so i just want to be able to give them just a little bit of peace yeah Which they don't need me for. But that's just, like, the goal. Because I know even if I, like, could take care of them fully, they'd be like, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because my dad's that kind of person. Like, you give him a day off and he's, like, working around the house because he's like, I can't be on the couch all day. I'm like, I can. What do you mean you can?
0: (laughs) Are you sure? Have you tried it, though? It's great. Hold on. Yeah. So one of our acting teachers... uh, always talks about like, in, in specifically in scenes, like make it about the other person, right? And do you ever find yourself as an actor, you know, if you're like, ugh, I don't know if I want to do this, or if you're having a, a rough day, do you ever find yourself being like, no, it's it's bigger than me, like make it about, maybe it's your family, maybe it's um, maybe it's not your family, maybe it's just like the story that you're working on you know that it's important to tell so you're like no just make it no. about that make it about the bigger thing does that is that ever something that you um s- struggle with or helps you push fo- push you forward or anything like that
3: yeah it's a little of both because um yeah definitely like making art and with acting your words and your actions are bigger than you is so important because what I, I used to struggle with a lot more and, you know, still do, of course, is is that moment where you're in the scene. You're just like, I just want to get this right. Mm-hmm. I want to do this right. Which is about you. It's about you, the actor, trying to be good for your own ego, for your own self-respect. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And so the moment you can make the story bigger than you is is that moment of freedom. And I think for me, that's where, like, it might have hurt a little bit. Mm-hmm. Where I put so much pressure on myself to, to succeed at such a level so quickly that it got in my way because all I was thinking about was, like, if I don't do this well, then these things won't happen. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not upset that I went through that because I think that informs me as a person as and as an actor. And so, like, even if in those moments that didn't work out, going forward i can be like okay i understand this Mm -hmm. from a very deep level i understand that need, that hustle that 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 passion that drive and and just the self-reflection does inform my work going forward yeah um yeah
0: talking about the hustle um after after college and since then you've also because you worked in like as an electrician and as a carpenter um you've had this additional skill set of tech technical theater and you've used that you know working at hollywood horror nights and and all that you and i've told you this before but like i know you're like i'm so lazy i love naps but i'm like no no no, you hustle really hard (laughs) like um you know a few years ago you were like working hollywood horror nights and you were working on a play for a noise within like and you were auditioning and like filming commercials and all this and i think for such a long time it's been go 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 and i'm making it (sighs) topical and we're getting towards like pandemic but with everything that's going on and with everything coming to an absolute halt um what has that been like for you over over the course of this past year year and a half
3: it's i'm sure like for everyone such a mixed bag because on the one hand yeah i i admit i was working a lot by the time like right at the end of the pandemic i was working for once one job which was nice but working (laughs) 10 hours a day six days a week and i had been doing that for three or four months um and that was just kind of like it was, it was great because I got to work with some incredible people. And it was a theater adjacent because I was working a lighting job. Yeah. Um, and it was honestly the, the most money I've been able to make working. Um, so that was great. And I was extremely fortunate that that job basically ended immediately before the pandemic hit. And so I was financially like, okay, when it hit... And so in that sense it has been a blessing that I've been able to stop working those day jobs. Yeah. Um before that job I had been working as a server at a Santa Monica restaurant for I think six and a half years. And I really didn't like it and I really wasn't very good at it, but it paid the bills <laughs> and it gave me you got the free freedom. Food. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I didn't. I got fifty percent off food. Oh, never mind. <laughs> On a good day. Um <laughs> Well, yeah, Uh, but yeah, yeah. And it was a job that I'd wanted to leave for a long time, but because of the flexibility, because I had somewhat seniority, like you do what you can when you're an artist and an actor in LA in order to like follow that passion. Mm -hmm. So you put in a lot of work, you put in a lot of work into, into the things that let you survive and then whatever energy you have left, you put towards the other thing. And so I was very happy to be able to just finally breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. and focus a little bit more on the passions than the everyday work. So again, just extremely blessed and lucky to have been able to do that. And I know that's not the case with everybody. Um, I know actors who were about to work a really exciting job and unfortunately lost it because everything shut down. Or people who had those survival jobs and do- were doing okay, and then they went away. So I just want to like emphasize yeah. that I feel extremely privileged to have been able to be where I was. But as an artist yeah it was hard because suddenly you're you're taken away from one of the like the highlights of the performing art and that's the community mm-hmm. like i lost like any real potential for a long time to like work with people one on you know with people in yeah. the same room you guys who are my like one of my biggest like personal and artistic inspirations like we literally haven't hung out in over a year Yeah. And that's been hard.
0: Yeah. And we live like two miles from each other. Yeah. It's like, hey, buddy, I'll drive by and drop off some cupcakes or something.
3: (laughs) And we'll talk uh, from six feet away for a few minutes before we go off and do our own things again. Yeah. But I've also been very lucky on the other side of that to, like, again, have had that time for myself. And just to explore a lot of the things that I didn't really have the time for before either on top of when you're, you know, your life is so full of work And also pushing towards acting like there were just so many other little things that i was able to to play with uh i'm i naturally really love tinkering and so i like got into some like mild electronics uh i really like just building things so i got into making blankets
1: i I have one Um,
3: it's
0: fantastic it's so good my cat's sleeping uh, on it right now um
3: yeah I fixed and broke some TVs. I mounted things on my walls, even though I shouldn't have in my apartment building. I'm currently working out of a a sound booth that I made in my closet uh, that I made, like, acoustic paneling for and put up a whole bunch of foam for. And I hope my landlord never needs to do an inspection um, because they will have questions.
0: Yeah, I'm like, what is this? Well, and... And also you didn't just like fix and break TVs. You like found televisions on the side (laughs) of the road and you're like, I can fix this. And you fixed some, which so impressive. (laughs) But.
3: yeah, Well, the thing is we had, it all comes from the fact that I, again, am lazy. And what I would like to be (laughs) doing is sitting on my couch playing video games. And I think towards the beginning of quarantine, our, Living room TV died, and I was like, This cannot uh. stand.
0: <laughs> and that's where it started. And you were like, I have I'm put fix too this.
3: much work, I have put too many hours into <laughs> trying to do nothing, and I will not be stopped.
0: <laughs> I didn't realize it started with your personal television. You were like, Wait, yeah. no, yeah. I can do this. Uh, well, and you know, it, the past year has been fucking devastating. Um, and so not to make light of that in any way. Yeah. Um. I think my question for you, as someone who's been so focused on acting, you know, this is the goal, this is where we're headed, this is what we're doing, to having that kind of slow down, and in a way, and in a really tragic way, like having it like ripped out from underneath you. Like you said, you you've started tinkering again, and you've sort of explored these different sides of yourself what has that been like in terms of expanding out a little bit more and diving into these other interests outside of acting and theater and and you know film it's
3: been it's been really great I love it it's it's just the thing about the culture that we live in the hustle culture is that it's like if you're not doing work that is going to push you forward in your goals and your your career aspirations to make money it feels like you're wasting your time mm-hmm. it feels like you're wasting your life um, and it's hard with social media because you constantly have the reminder of people that you know who have done more than you mm-hmm. who have put in that extra work or are currently putting in that extra work despite everything around them, and it's it's beautiful, and, and I am so inspired by that. But I know that me, as a person, because of I, my personality, my brain chemistry, um, any number of things, like I can't do that without letting myself rest. I am at my best when I let myself rest. Um, and for me, that's that's been the most therapeutic thing about being able to slow down. is that I can do these things that really have nothing to do with making money. They don't have anything to do with my career, but in a good way, because I just find it's, it's, it's like meditating. Yeah. I have this single goal and I do everything I can to accomplish it as small as it is. Like whether it's just like, Oh, I really want to, I don't know, hang this picture frame on the wall. I really want to hang, uh, I don't know. I I hung my guitars, which I never play and still don't know how to play on my walls during quarantine. And they look really nice. (laughs) It makes people think that I'm a musician and I'm not. Um, (laughs) But it's just like, it's just, it's so great to like dive into something where it's, I love art, but in some ways, especially acting can feel very intangible. You put so much work into a performance into even even like even something like acting for film like you put all this work into something that eventually goes away especially with mm. auditions that's the fun the fun the fun thing about acting is that like you're constantly interviewing you po- constantly put so much work and for me it's never really been the rejection that hurts the most it's just feeling like I'm wasting my time mm. like i put so much work into something for nothing to come out of it which is never really the case you're constantly right. like being seen you're constantly making relationships and you're constantly getting better because you're you're putting that energy into it and I yeah. like intellectually understand that but I think my heart suffers a little bit sometimes yeah. and so it's been really nice to have like very tangible physical things where it's like oh this thing is working because I fixed it this thing exists because I made it and yeah. even on like a a small level even like I really enjoyed making those blankets that I have I made for you. Like it just, it was so nice to be like, wow, this thing was literally just string a yeah. handful of hours ago. And now it's this thing that can like keep my friend warm. It's, oh, it's just really nice. It's
0: very cozy too. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan. At the, um, as you were talking about, you know, you you put in all of this work and sometimes you don't see it, it, or at least it feels like it doesn't come to fruition of any kind like you spend hours on a monologue for a single audition you didn't get the gig and it's like well i wasted all of that time on yeah. this thing um which to your point like that's not that's not what you're doing you are that's like the case yeah you, that work even if you don't book that gig like maybe you learned uh another monologue that you you learn that monologue that you can take with you somewhere else or even just You discovered something new about yourself as you were working through that. Um, And there's also – I don't even know if this is leading to a question, but that – I guess that sort of perception of – you were saying with social media, you see these people who are always on set. They're always doing something or it feels that way, right? Again, social media is super curated. And yeah, they might be on set, but like what's it for? Like it could – you know, it's wild, but you – where am i going with this but that that idea of like putting in all of this work and is it um does it pay off does it does it lead somewhere how do you well i guess sort of two questions i know we hear this all the time but like it never it doesn't matter how much work you put into something, you will always feel like it's not enough, especially I think, yeah. especially as an actor, because the thing you're creating is intangible. Um, one, how do you, like, how do you kind of step away from the work? How do you, at what point do you go, you know what, this is enough. I am enough. Let me set this down and, like, move through my life. Um, so there's that part. And then for you in particular, like, How do you, I guess, how do you, like, not beat yourself up as an actor? How do you, how, what ways are you finding, uh, how are you finding ways to be gentle with yourself?
3: Uh If Um, if you are. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have gotten better at it. I think it takes, if, if you're like me, who is always, like striving for perfection and the best you can do and is like hyper aware of the moments where you feel like that wasn't the case Mm -hmm. like it takes it just takes time and constantly doing it to be like no i'm 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 good i'm Mm -hmm. good at this sometimes it's as little as like hey i'm not bad (laughs) and that'll get you through the day yeah um because we've all seen bad And, and it's like, I'm not, I'm not that, not to like, you know, shit on anybody, but like, I know that I've put in the work and energy to, to get to this point and, and it's been worth it. Um, but I think kind of goes back to, and again, it's the, the, the privilege of being able to have the time and energy to do these other things, these other things that you like is that that has also really helped me to let go a little bit. I feel like mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot better in quarantine at just as much work as I put into like an audition and I don't hear back. I'm like, all right. I did it. And I did it well. Yeah. And that's enough. Like, that's okay. And hell, I I get some stuff now and I'm just like, I don't care about this. I'm just gonna just do this and then I'm gonna <laughs> have coffee and not care. Um I'm gonna go watch my anime show now. Um <laughs> Yeah. 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 I mean, a lot of acting honestly is getting yourself to the point where you're like, you do it, you do it to the best of your ability and you let go. Mm -hmm. And if you have these other things that you love, you can let go easier because your life shouldn't be defined by this one thing. I think for anything, no matter what it is that you do, like you shouldn't be, your like emotional state, your worth as a human should not be defined by any one thing. You are more than that you were an amalgamation of everything that you love and everything that you're passionate about. Oh, that's yeah. Jose, that's beautiful.
0: (laughs) Sorry. I'm like getting like misty eyed over here. Oh my God. Yeah. It's
3: no, it's just what I've, you know, I've taught myself. Like if I just want to like veg out on the couch and watch, you know, three hours of Yu-Gi-Oh with my brother, who is my roommate, then that's fine. That's fine. That, like, and if you want to, like, you know, sprinkle in a bit of work, for me, it's like, oh, it's, like, voice acting, and I'm watching this, and, like, character structure, and I know Yugi's gonna win, but I still, like, I still feel the tension. Why is that? (laughs) So, like, there's, you can find ways to, like, feel productive in the things you love, too, but it's also just, like, hey, I'm a human being. I am... Going through this human experience, and I'm allowed to just like enjoy the moment in whatever way I find that I am enjoying it, yeah like I'm allowed to love the things I love and not have to try to like make money off of it, you know,
0: yeah, well, so it's again, you know I've talked to a lot about this um outside of the podcast, uh because this is the first time you're on the podcast anyway, but um <laughs> this like idea of having to monetize the thing that you love and that you're if your, your value is held in how productive you are whatever mm. in quotes productive means um and it sounds like you know for you it's become more about like just finding ways to enjoy those things and if it leads to something great but that's not the that's not ultimately not the end goal, right? Yeah. Like finding that balance of work and then also just enjoying and valuing your time in your life.
3: Yeah, yeah. And again, I keep saying this, but I just want to like drive it home that some of that definitely comes from the privilege of like financial stability in the moment. Yeah. Um, And not everybody has that. Uh, and so again, I'm very lucky that in this moment, I have a little bit of that. But even when I was working as much as i was and and struggling to pay you know rent month to month like and i didn't appreciate it in the moment but i think the allowing myself a little bit more of that always helped Mm -hmm. it always helped me to just like allow myself that those moments of peace because they just made me better when those other when the opportunities came to do the things that i wanted to do because like one like our acting teacher always stressed is like the your best work as an actor and as an artist and I'm sure as a person too comes out of relaxation yeah comes it doesn't come from from tension from pushing yourself to the point of pain like it comes from confidence and relaxation and trusting the people around you too
0: yeah well it's also you know when you push yourself so hard um like you were saying earlier it if you're pushing yourself to this breaking point it it's not it's no longer about the story that you're trying to tell it's now about you in some way um mm. and i've i think we've talked about this and i don't know if this is your experience i've found personally like when i go into an audition and i don't give a shit about it and i just am like fuck it like let's just have fun I generally wind up booking it. And if I go in and I'm like, I need this so desperately and I want it so badly. I'm lucky if I even get a call back like it. And I do think a lot of that has to do with that tension, getting in your head, um, getting in your own way, bringing in an energy that maybe is a little too, uh, it's just not grounded. And and so, you know, it it goes all over the place. Um, So I, I don't know. We like, thinking about being more relaxed and and not giving a shit being more free when you're in that moment because then it is what you're doing is about the art it's about the story Mm -hmm. that you're trying to tell
3: yeah as an actor that's probably like your greatest strength is allowing yourself that relaxation and that ability just to play because that's what it's about it's about playing at a heightened level yeah but about like just playing and taking those risks and and just allowing yourself to just be fully seen as a as a person and as you and not as something you're trying to push an image mm-hmm. of i guess yeah i i did an audition i i had i was lucky enough to do three auditions last week um two of them were self tapes for uh, i think like a, a tv show and some and a film and then i at the last minute remembered that there was a theater audition that i wanted to do but didn't know if i was going to have time for cuz i was doing a lot like, last week was, like, my busiest week in a long time, mm-hmm. which was very nice, but, like, I had to get off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> um, And in the middle of doing these other auditions, I was like, I'm not even going to change. Like, my clothes are fine. Let me... I don't... I don't even know if I'm going to... Let me just record these two monologues. And if they're any good, I'll send them off. If not, then I, I won't. Um, And then... I did and kind of forgot about them and I sent in the other two auditions and literally like the night of the last, I honestly, I think I had more time because I didn't read the instructions correctly and I probably had an extra week to do it, but I was like, I already filmed this. So this is what's going to happen. But I watched them and I was like, oh, these aren't, these aren't bad. Like I put no stress <laughs> into them. I was literally like trying to remember them in the moment, which kind you could kind of see in it. Like as an actor, you're like, oh, look at me thinking, Okay,
0: <laughs> look at me
3: trying to find my
0: words. <laughs> It's and, almost
3: like the character is trying to find his words. Yeah. They won't know,
0: <laughs> yeah. Like but they the... were
3: like, they were pretty solid. And yeah. I was like, I'm, I don't know. I'm gonna send these, and I have no clue if they're any good. I don't know if they're gonna like them. I don't know if I'm gonna get a call back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go to the call back because I'll probably have a broken face because of my surgery. Um, but <laughs> just skipping over like, that.
0: <laughs> we'll get to that. I,
3: yeah, I'm getting uh, my. I have a deviated septum, and I'm getting that fixed in a couple days, and it's it's a whole thing. But. I was like this like this is me just like playing this is me just trying this and not caring if it's mm-hmm. perfect cuz in the moment I didn't have time to care if it was perfect um and it still came out really good and then I'm still waiting to hear back but I was like hey if I if I get any response for this like it'll be the least amount of work put into an audition to get good feedback if this happens and it'll just be a lesson to me that like hey maybe chill out yeah maybe let yourself do this a little bit more
0: yeah and again that's not to say that you didn't put because those were monologues you'd already put a bunch of work into Yeah,
3: i've used before i have yeah yeah so it's not like the work wasn't there i definitely did put it in
0: yeah and i feel like a lot of times with art in general and i think any career really but uh specifically with acting like you put the work in You put a ton of work in up front and then further down the line, it kind of comes to fruition. So it's um, this weird game that you play with yourself of, like, having to remember, like, okay, this will pay off at some point. It might not be for a couple of years, but we'll see where it
3: goes. (laughs) Who knows? And again, if nothing comes of it, like, I had a good time in those five minutes, like, playing these characters Mm -hmm. and not putting any pressure on myself to make them perfect. I had a good time. That's okay.
0: Yeah. You know, sometimes at the end of the day, that's all that matters is like, if you're, I I know. Okay. So we've been out of college now for some time. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) We'll try not to age us too much. Um, (laughs) And I have a question for you. Um, what has it mm-hmm. been like watching because we've had a lot of friends who don't act anymore they've maybe switched yeah. careers and things and a, and a lot of it i've had a few people that i've talked to and i've you know kind of pulled at them a little bit of like hey why 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 um and sometimes they're just like it just stopped being fun yeah and that Have you ever, have you run into that at any moment where you're like, this isn't fun anymore, or maybe a project or a monologue or something, not necessarily acting as a whole, or maybe even Mm. acting as a whole? Like, what's your relationship been like with acting since you have fully decided like this is the thing?
3: Um, Yeah, I've definitely run into that sometimes with projects. um, Unfortunately, sometimes. You just don't really vibe with a project, and you're yeah. kind of stuck with it until it's done. And you still try to put in. I, I I don't ever like to let myself like, uh, not put in work because other people do care about it, mm-hmm. and I want to support them. But there are definitely moments where you're just like this. That's that's when you kind of do have to turn on that 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 put on that job hat. Like this is a job, whether I'm getting paid or not. Mm-hmm. This is a job, mm-hmm. and I have. And I have to do it to the best of my ability because it's not always about the just you. It's never just about you, and it's never just about that moment. Because I've always, I've had things come out of those projects in ways I didn't expect. I've jumped into things going, I don't really want to do this, but then I meet amazing people or do some or have some just some really great moments, or it leads to something else. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I definitely hit that. Like, I it's not. I I both envy and kind kind of sometimes don't understand um and it might be the social media face but just people I envy them really that are just like uh this you know I am I am an actor and I'm an actor and I love this and all its facets and I I will get up at four in the morning to to exercise and keep myself fit and perfect and if I have five auditions in a day I like this is the life and I thrive off of this it's like that's amazing like I wish I was like you I wish I was like you but I get like an audition and I'm just like ah <sighs> it goes, it goes my entire week ah. and which I feel like I always feel really shitty saying because I'm so lucky to have gotten that audition the opportunities that I get and and other people not everybody does and so yeah. I'm very thankful but um but it is sometimes a job and that's yeah. okay. Uh in general, sometimes also like I that's the thing. I again, I've been able to mellow out a little bit more and I think I've started to find the fun again, mm-hmm. which is really exciting. Um but for a while and I think it was just like the constant juggling of all these other other jobs and stresses um and putting so much on myself um and and money uh that like I was like I I'm just like It was more of that. I I joke about it now, but definitely there were times where I was just like, I have to, I have to do this audition. Where am I going to fit it? I work from, you know, like 10 in the morning until eight and then I have to get home and I'll be tired and I have to, change it's never just like popping on a camera and like doing the thing it's like okay I gotta learn the lines find the right outfit shower. Is my hair gonna be okay is the lighting okay like and then I have to finish it and edit it and send it up like it's it's a lot yeah um and that's great and it was just like so hard and every time because I think in part because I know how much I put into the things I do and Mm -hmm. because I know I'm gonna do the work either I'm gonna do the work and it's gonna exhaust me more or I'm gonna do the work and not care, and then I'm gonna feel guilty about it. But the point is, like, every time I got something, it was a, a, just another layer, another amount of stress on me. Um, but the f- the the thing I realized about myself is is like I, you know, your brain always will 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 entertain thoughts. Like, what if what if I wasn't an actor? What if I did pursue something else? What mm-hmm. if what if I? There are so many other things I could do that I'm good at, and honestly, in moments I'm happier doing. But the thought always like came and went in an instant. Like Mm -hmm. it never stuck because then I would sit down and be like, ha, okay, I'm going to watch TV and I'm watching anything. And my brain instantly goes, oh, I love what that person did there. Okay, I'm going to, okay, yeah, that's awesome. Cool. I'm Uh going to file that away. And just like you just get enthralled by the art again in other ways when you let yourself enjoy it. And I'm always back in that actor mindset. I just can't turn it off. Yeah. And so it's like whether I like to or not like this this is a part of who I am. And in the moments when I do really well, it's like no other feeling. Yeah. I like I I love it when I'm in it and I'm really enjoying like I love it more than anything I've ever done before. And I can't ignore that. And so it's just something that I keep falling back into. Yeah, I just can't escape it.
0: Yeah. Well, not um i I talked about it with julia on an earlier episode that told her the story about um when casper and i were doing a scene together and you know he was working a full-time job like nine to five and while we were rehearsing he had to take a phone call for work and he just asked me he's like do you ever wish that and this is this is a question to you too um but mm-hmm. like do you ever wish that you could just be happy with <laughs> an eight to five or a nine to five or yeah. whatever like do you ever wish that that was enough and i think you touch on it a little bit but um actually i think you touch on it a lot <laughs> but do you ever wish that like sometimes you're like man i wish i could just do that thing instead
3: Oh yeah, hundred percent. That's the thing. Like these these friends of ours who have who have gone on to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like there's a there's a little bit of sadness, but honestly, most of the time, I'm just really happy for them. It's like, hey, you found something else that you love, and you get you get to do more than this. That's incredible.
2: That's mm-hmm. amazing.
3: Like, if I had that for me, and I could find it, and I could pursue it, like that would be incredible. Like. I I honestly envy these people, like anybody who can, who just, you know, can start a family, settle down, live in a nice neighborhood and just like enjoy the day to day. Um, I've recently started working with a fitness coach and he just moved to Arizona where he's settling into a tiny home on a piece of land with his girlfriend and three dogs. And they're going to do like a sustainable living thing. And I'm just like, that is so fucking cool. Like mm-hmm. how nice does that sound to just like get up and go and live somewhere secluded and just like enjoy the day to day, enjoy life, enjoy a small town. I love that. Yeah, but then this is just like every my brain just I could do that for a, a week. Yeah, and then I'd be right back here.
0: Yeah, but then you see Oscar Isaac in his latest film, oh, and you're my just God. like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's the reaction I want. <laughs> Do you want to talk about your thoughts and feelings on uh, Oscar Isaac? <laughs> I don't know if we'll have enough time to process all of them, but
3: uh... <laughs> I don't—I don't think I can articulately explain them. It's just going to be a lot of like guttural noises.
0: <laughs> he does inspire that in people. Feelings.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, I am an unfortunate uh, hetero uh, cis man, but Oscar Isaac. <laughs>
0: There's always one. If you are
3: listening,
2: <laughs>
0: if he, well if done, sir. If you're listening, can you please rate and subscribe and tell all of your followers? <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, yeah, but I do, I do actually want to kind of talk of. Ab- I do want to talk about Oscar Isaac specifically yeah. for you and your relationship with acting because we've, like, we've talked a lot about how cool it is. I, okay, I'm gonna tell one of my favorite Jose stories. Oh, no. It was. I think it was when we went and saw The Force Awakens um, and like your eyes and your like whole light like sparkled and turned on because it was it was like one of the first times you got to see I remember you turning to me and you're like it's so cool to see somebody who looks like me who comes from where I come from doing that like getting to be in Star Wars and I was just like oh pumpkin like it so i think what i'm getting to is like what is it i don't know what's it been like for you like getting to watch oscar isaac's career sort of flourish and, and finally getting the like recognition that he's deserved for so long
3: it's it's been a ride it's been great um yeah yeah it's such a it's a cool and Exhausting and infuriating time to be alive um yeah. for the arts. But it is very it's very inspiring and very, very like it, it fills my soul that I can see Oscar Isaac and, and, and lin Manuel Miranda just thrive, these two for me juggernauts of of the arts that I love um able to succeed in in this market in a way that like I personally just hadn't really seen before. Mm-hmm um yeah it's it's inspiring on a personal level where it's just like oh i I could maybe one day do that um, and I'm so excited for just the our generation and the people from my generation and, and the next one who get to see that too. We're seeing a lot more um brown and black and faces on the screen um and watching them succeed in in ways that we just hadn't before. <sighs> I don't even know how how to, how to articulate it um, yeah. like I meant it it's mostly just it's a feeling it's 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 literally that where you're just like seeing these people and and it just like fills like that's the thing it's like growing up, I admit I was I was personally like as an actor and as an artist it's like I would just see anybody and I'd be like, oh, these are great actors and I because mm-hmm. probably I didn't have the representation the the influences from or I, at least there weren't my focus. I didn't know what it felt like to see someone who looked like you succeed in the same way so for a long time like that it kind of didn't matter to me but then when it it was presented to me it just like opened it it just filled me in a way like i i i I don't know how to articulate i don't i don't i really don't it's just it just made me that much more excited to be a part of it yeah i just like want to be right there doing what they're doing at the level that they're doing and inspiring people in the same way and it's kind of like the, the the same idea of like making the the, the story uh, bigger than you. It's like I see this, this 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 tapestry of artistry, like all these people getting to join in on this, and I'm like, I want to be a part of that.
0: Well, you are, just so you know. <laughs> Thanks. And yeah. And in terms of storytelling and like being a storyteller, like for you, what is what's been that reason what's been that thing that kind of like pulls it pulls you forward into storytelling
3: i i think it's as someone who like spends way too much time in their head i i think it just comes down to that so the same thing it's just like the the feeling of it you watch something that inspires you or makes you laugh or just distracts you but you don't feel alone and I think that's always been the thing about acting and theater is as an artist in it, you have this very supportive community, these people that you can look up to and also rely on. Um, but even as a, as a viewer, as a consumer of, of art and media, just the reflection of humanity mm-hmm. as kind of like high and, and intangible as that that sounds like, <laughs> that's always just been the draw for me. It's just yeah. like I... I've seen things that have broken my heart and you just, you know, you, and yet you're like, I love that. I, I experienced that. I love that. I saw that. Um, yeah. For me, acting and, and art has always just been about, about humanity and showing each other that w- we understand. We, there's something you can relate to. You, you have options, you are supported, you're loved. Like all of those things are what I care about the most. Mm-hmm. Is just being able to communicate that yeah
0: yeah oh thanks friend <laughs> i, feel I like, hope this
3: is good i don't this know this is I feel good like I feel it's just, great okay. i was
0: but I, I was like oh my god this is so deep <laughs> so I, be, are you okay it's one of the, it,
3: yeah yeah we get into these subjects and it's like i have no words for anything that you're asking i'm just gonna send i'm just keep saying feeling words and hope there and i don't know <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just gonna describe my emotions and I, see what sticks. Yeah,
3: that thing that I've always been really good at.
0: Uh, you, you are very good at it. I was like, there's been like at least six quotes where I'm like, damn, I need to write that <laughs> down later. Uh, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Um. So okay, I feel like we've been we've been going on some heavy stuff. Um. So, question for you: What yeah. has been? <laughs> Maybe the most embarrassing or maybe the like goofiest thing that you've as an actor have experienced in this journey and like I don't know, at what moment in particular or moments kind of stick out where you're just like this is this is a job, like you know, that that moment where you're like, Okay, cool.
3: Okay, I have, I have good ones, and I have less good ones. Uh,
0: whatever ones you want to share. I'm all ears. <laughs>
3: um, the best moments are the ones where it's just like, oh, you want me to come in to a sound studio and say one line, and you want to pay me money? That's amazing. You want me to say, mmm, huele <laughs> well, rico. And I'm just like, all right, pay me. Oh send my goodness. me my check. <laughs> and that's, yeah, yeah, like five minutes in, and you get paid for like a day, and it's like, you know, $600, I don't know, whatever. And that's, that's those are the best parts. And it's just like, how is this legal? Will they come for me? <laughs> um but I think for me the, the <laughs> I hope they never listen to this. But one
0: <laughs> We'll bleep them out.
3: A few years ago I did I think I was I playing? Was it I was playing Ted Cruz <laughs> in uh Trump the hip hop musical um at Politicon. The like politics convention in I forget where it was, I was doing it with friends mm-hmm. for friends, and it was just like I'm sorry guy, this is just it was it was not good, it was not good uh, <laughs> The guy who wrote it was not a theater person, uh-huh, um, this was like probably at the height of Hamilton hype, and he was much more into quote unquote real hip hop and how Hamilton is not real hip-hop and I have no opinions on that I am not any kind of <laughs> source on any kind of hip-hop um I'm lame as fuck but I just remember reading it and rehearsing it and I'm just like what Are this just rhymes I, what this rhythm I don't understand it was just bad it was bad and we did it and it was over and I was like why did I do that I'm glad I did because talk about like having to just commit no matter the circumstances. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't quite put into words. I, uh,
0: I it was rough. very vaguely remember that. And like just randomly getting texts of like this line, this line that was created. Well, I'm supposed to say this? I'm supposed to say this and mean it? I was like, mm-hmm. do your best.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we all did.
0: <laughs> and now look where you are. You're in your closet. That is I now mean- a sound booth
3: my sound booth closet next to my pants <laughs> right where i want to be
0: <laughs> ain't nowhere but up baby <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh... oh my god um well is there is there anything any like words of wisdom or anything that you want to share with the listeners
3: um let yourself love what you love Let yourself love the way you want to love. Never be ashamed of the things that make you happy. You deserve them and you're allowed to. And don't ever let anybody take those things away.
0: So beautiful. (laughs) Uh, That's another quote. That's quote like number seven.
3: (laughs) I was inspired by my pants. (laughs) I
0: I was wondering. So he was like looking up and I can't see what he's looking up (laughs) at.
3: It's my pants. I just really (laughs) like that pair of pants. They're really, you know, it's hard to find like the perfect pair of jeans. You know,
0: yeah, I do know that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like my favorite are the kind that have like at least a little bit of spandex in them because that way they always feel comfortable, even if you like gained a little weight, lost a little weight. They just like they're snug, they're comfy. Like I can nap in jeans. I love jeans.
0: And you love naps.
3: If you love naps and jeans, hit me up. We can talk.
0: (laughs) Jose knows the right kind of jeans. Oh, my God. You're a ridiculous person, and I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Well, thank you so much, Jose, for being on the show. Um, Is there anything else you want to throw out there?
3: Uh, Just... How much I love and appreciate you Aww. as a human being as an artist as as all the other things that you are um you inspire me every single day by how hard you work and how much you care this is- and I miss you so much <laughs> we're literally like five minutes away, no, and we need to hang out soon
0: Please. I mean we're both fully vaccinated now, like I know
3: what? I know, but I'll have a broken face soon, so I'll have to push it <laughs> push it I back even more
0: can come over and put an ice pack on your broken face (laughs) or point and laugh at you your choice you can have whichever one you want
3: (laughs) honestly please both because it'll feel weird if there's one without the other
0: (laughs) if there's only kindness and no sass yeah yeah. is is
3: I feel like I've been talking a lot and I know that's the point, but yes. is, is there anything you wanted to say? Anything you wanted to add or just like, I don't want to make your podcast longer. You've, you've, <laughs> no, no, I don't no, want to no, take but... control here, but it's just like, I know that like you as an actor, I don't know. I don't know if you've talked about this on, on your podcast mm. before, but just like your experience is also unique and interesting. And I don't know if you wanted to add to anything that we've talked about with, with that.
0: Are you interviewing me now? Um, yeah. I've yeah. taken
3: over your podcast.
0: <laughs> I'll take it back. This
3: is exactly what I'm doing. <laughs>
0: um well i think one of the reasons why i was like i want to have jose on is because you and i have been doing this for so long and like grew up together and i do think in a lot of ways our backgrounds overlap a bit and we've had each other's back for so long like we went to high school together and then i eventually transferred to usc where we both went to theater school together and you like helped me get jobs there when i was like i don't Really? um, we were roommates, almost murdered each other. It's fine now yeah. we're best friends um so I think that was part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the show um it is because like there's so much that we relate about, and I know that there are others out there um but I think for me, it's just like sort of what you were saying too of like it. it there are other parts of you that you can fulfill and tap into. Um, and I think something that has been really comforting me as of late is like, even if you're not, so like right now I'm working like a nine to five in healthcare, which is like, nah, I never thought like thought I would ever be in that situation. But, um, something I think is really important to remember is even if you're not, creating actively right now or you're working on stuff but you're not like posting about it on social media or you're not like talking about it like you're still an actor, you're still an artist, you're still a creative like nobody gets to take that away from you. Nobody gets to redefine you in any kind of way. Um and it oh, yeah. is it's like your your journey is going to look so much different for a lot of like It's not going to be the same. There's no blueprint Mm -mm. on how to be an actor. There's no like, just like with life, but there's no rule book of like, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then this. Like, people have sort of tried to build that of move to LA, get an agent, get a manager, start auditioning. Like, cool. But that's not the reality for so many people. And that like, just because you're not following that doesn't mean that you aren't that thing and that you'll never have that um just life sort of takes you in these weird paths Um uh, i yeah. think that's something to to remember and you know be gentle with yourself like it's been a really hard year um for everybody yeah. and if you are someone who's a creative um or not like if you were i think especially with the pandemic like for me um so i was actually uh in february of last year i initially put in my notice to leave my old job um that was also in healthcare because my i was like i'm gonna quit i'm gonna go audition i'm gonna get into acting i'm like fuck it i'm just gonna figure it out and Mm -hmm. then the pandemic hit and i was like okay um and i know a lot of people who were in situations like that like they had all of these plans and it got ripped away from us and i think for me just like remember it's okay if you grieve that, because it's a pretty big loss. Like, so many people, not not only have they lost loved ones and friends and people who are part of the community, but you also lost, like, an entire year of your life in some ways. And yeah. in some ways not. Maybe you filled it in with other things, or you found, like, you were saying, like, you got to rediscover other parts of you. But whatever things you had planned for the past year, year and a half, like, that's a huge loss. Um mm-hmm. And... On top
3: of all the trauma of like,
0: <laughs> yeah, on t- of
3: other kinds of loss, right? Yeah, on top fear of everything, and the danger. Else. yeah,
0: yeah. So, um, you know, like, give yourself room to grieve for that. Yeah. And I, I say that all the time. And I, I've had my moments where I've like broken down in the shower. I'm like, I was supposed to be doing theater, you know, or yeah, uh, yeah I, I think for me, it's been a big reminder that just because you step away from it or put the brakes on or whatever it may be, it doesn't mean that that thing leaves you. And it doesn't mean that you've forgotten how to do it. And it doesn't mean that you're not an actor or you're not a musician or you're not, you know, whatever, fill in the blank. Like you get to decide if you are those things like other people don't. Um,
3: Yeah. There's no real timeline. There's no, and that's one of the things you were, you mentioned um, that, it's never too late to start. It's never too late to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter where you are on your journey, like it's you're, you're fine. You have so much time. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. And I, I also okay. I'm also gonna like put you on blast a little bit. I'm all, I also really wanted. So I, I was like Jose, why are you being on the podcast? And part <laughs> of that too is like I think, your mushy friendship time um like you've been such an inspiration as well uh like i i'm getting to watch you on the stage out of noise within a couple of years ago when you were in the portrait of dorian gray like you okay everybody so this was a couple of years ago and he was cast in a noise within's production which is one of my favorite theater companies he walked out on that stage and i got to sit there and be like i know him know that guy that's my best friend um and it i just remember like telling you afterwards i was like i'm just you're doing this and you were you'd done all these podcasts and like you'd done all this just cool shit and i remember you being like oh it doesn't feel that way and i i think it's just a good reminder that like when you put in a lot of work I, i think you don't realize how hard you're working and how much you've done so like Take a step back and look at all of the things that you've done and you know, acknowledge the impact that you've had and um you're just yeah, you're such an inspiration. I mean you're so fucking talented. You guys you guys, if you need somebody to be in your movie or in your project, Jose is available. I've I don't know his availability, but I'm saying he's available. So
3: <laughs> Yeah, I I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you. Yeah, that means a lot. Oh. Friendship,
2: friendship.
0: <laughs> I'm not editing any of this up. Huh? Um, <laughs> it all stays. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: <laughs> feelings. <laughs> all I gone. know I'm an actor, but like, can we avoid feelings? <laughs> uh, is Girl, you,
0: you look who you're talking to. I, <laughs> my feelings. Are How
3: dare you make me feel my own feelings?
0: Buried real deep, but I will, occasionally, occasionally <laughs> be like, there they are. Uh. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here. I love you. Thanks thank for being you. my best friend. Uh
3: yeah, anytime. Anytime. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, okay. Uh forever.
0: <laughs> yay. Um, <laughs> well, before we wrap up, uh are there any is there anything you want to promote if people are interested in following you or seeing any of your work? Is there anything that they can any place that they can find you at?
3: Um yeah. <laughs>
0: Do you remember your Instagram? No, handle? that's the problem. <laughs> that's always
3: the problem. People ask me this, and they're like, "Yeah, are you on Instagram?" I'm like, "Yeah, I am at." Which one was it? Uh, who <laughs> just? Uh, I I legitimately couldn't tell you. It might be J. on Instagram. It may be jdonato Donato on Instagram. It may Boy. be J. Don't not know on Instagram. <laughs> um, look up Jose Donato on Instagram. One of them might be me.
0: We will tag him. Um, okay that's better yeah when we uh, (laughs) i'm bad at social media (laughs) post all of this we'll tag him you can follow him um i believe i'm trying to look it up right now uh
3: it'll just be dorky pictures of me embarrassing myself and some nice pictures of me and my girlfriend
0: yeah but it well yeah i don't know what your handle is on (laughs) on instagram uh but we'll be sure to tag you um yeah he like never never really posts anything but Mm. you know he'll he'll tell me sometimes living
3: in the moment man you know (sighs) fine
0: uh well the next time you have a project i'll be sure to let the people know um and we'll tag you so if they want to follow you they can all right well thank you so much jose
3: Absolutely, this was this was really nice. Yay. I love talking to you any chance I get.
1: It ends, the interview. Oh no, we don't clap <laughs> anymore because we're still going.
0: Cool, 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 cool. I love you. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed that interview. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, oh, my God. We're such dweebs.
1: <laughs> burr, 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 burr. Did you guys talk about... Uh, so, full yeah. disclosure, when you and I are talking, yes. the Jose interview chat happened already, but I haven't listened to the yeah. audio of it yet. So I have I have zero idea. I'm sure it was amazing. I know you're amazing. <laughs> he's amazing. So... Obviously, Um, did you guys talk about Pete Davidson, Celine Dion, uh, any any of our usual (laughs) topics? Joe Pesci. We
0: did not. We just talked about Oscar Isaac, Robert
1: Pattinson. Oh well, sorry. Uh, No. So,
0: but should we quick name drop of all of them?
1: (laughs) We should. We should poll the people, if to see if they want the new logo of the Peony to be. oscar isaac's face in the center of a peony nestled <laughs> um would we get sued for using his likeness probably no, I
0: probably i feel right? like unless somebody also, drew like fan art that was oscar isaac as a peony then maybe we would be okay any
1: artists out there listening hello
0: hello hello anybody send it send it over send that shit over you can dm us you can email us do you have any recommendations for the week
2: record of the week
0: beautiful um (laughs) thank you i'm obsessed i might start splicing that into every time we do recommendations for the week please
1: do please do was (laughs) i was i did i have some some sort of yeah please do that please do that did i have did i sound okay yeah or did I sound totally no, pitchy I, and broken and it, it had some sort of melody? Yes,
0: I was into it. Okay, okay,
1: okay, okay, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, now I'm just it, thinking I've about the
0: synth it. I'm going to put underneath it anyway.
1: Hell yeah, please, please do this. I've, my whole life people have told me that I can't sing and then, but all I have wanted to do was be able to sing. And recently in my life I've learned from a, a professional singer who also teaches people how to sing as a coach. That like most people are not truly tone-deaf. Most people are not like incapable of being musical people and singing Mm -hmm. and playing instruments, but it's like something you have to learn and really practice Mm -hmm. at. And so I'm like, it's never too late. There's hope for me.
0: It's all it's all like muscle memory and stuff. Like it's just, it's just working those muscles in a different kind of way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, My record of the week is a TV show yet again. That's what's it's up. It's on HBO Max.
2: Cool. Um,
1: I have to, let me pull up the cast list real quick, just so I don't butcher anyone's names. But it's this, this show called Hacks.
0: Mm. Have you heard of this show? I have not. So basically
1: it's like a dark comedy there's only four episodes so far i think it's one of those where they like give you a new episode every week but basically there is this like legendary comedian played by gene smart like Mm. amazing actress yes and she basically like has this residency in las vegas but she's like older and like like Essentially being aged out of the industry that she has clawed her whole life to be in uh-huh. and she through a like a twist of fate on both sides, she ends up with this um comedy writer in l a so this comedy writer in l a like basically loses one of her um like contracts and has no job and has to like figure out a way to afford the house she just bought and blah 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 and she's They, like, basically end up working together, and they have, like, a really witty and sharp relationship, and it's written really well. And I think, I think it's genuinely funny. Now, here's the thing. Some of the jokes and some of the situations are, like, very obvious. Like, we've all seen memes about this shit. You know what I mean? Like, sending nudes on Instagram and, like... Like, how millennials and Gen Z are, like, obsessed about their phones and technology yeah. and, like, being politically correct and, like, all of these different things and just, like, the generational differences. And so some of the jokes are, like, they shouldn't be funny, but they're, the writing and the plot is done so well that you don't mind it. Oh, You cool. know what I mean? Like, you're yeah. still laughing at those jokes and Gene Smart is just absolutely exceptional. Um, she was also in Mayor of Easttown, Town, which is a show I recommended yeah. a few episodes ago, which I'm, it, it just got even more amazing. Um, but she's Gene Smart is in that too. So I guess my record of the week is actually just Gene Smart. <laughs> just like, go watch everything she's ever done and thank me on our hotline.
0: Amazing.
1: That's it. It's Jean Smart. That's my just Jean of the week. Smart. Her, her
0: whole her whole body of work, amazing. Her whole what, body of work. Go find it. What's the show specifically
1: again? Hacks. 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 Dope. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Because they're both just hacks at their lives. <laughs> and they're just Relatable. getting by by the skin of their
0: teeth. I know that feeling. I know that feeling too well.
1: Also, Jean Smart. Char- Jean Smart's character in the show. Deborah Vance um she has <laughs> so much money cuz she's been in the entertainment industry for so long and she has so much money that she literally just like Like one of the scenes, she's watching something on her iPad and she doesn't like it. Like she doesn't like what she's watching. She gets really irritated. So she just throws the iPad in the pool and then calls out to her assistant to be like, I need you to go to the computer store. And she like drives a Rolls (laughs) Royce. and And so it's literally like during the drought in California, she had water, like pond water with fish brought in to her backyard and like pumped in so that she could fish in her on her property like <laughs> like fuck you money and just watching how frivolously she throws it all away on shit is like so hysterical and it Damn. yeah it's it's she's living that like leo dicaprio life That's except leo would wild. never do that to the environment
0: yeah i uh, hope not just fucking throwing things into the ocean that yeah if you're in
1: the mood for like um, contemporary, like, I think most people are going to like this show. Um, contemporary, dark comedy. Go for it. Nice. That was the worst pitch ever. <laughs> that was the worst pitch. It's, I promise it's a good show. I believe you. I got through I think there are only four episodes up now and I binged them all yesterday and I didn't realize that they were releasing them once a week. So then I went to watch it again today and I was like, fuck, there's no more now. I have to wait a whole week after I binged four (laughs) episodes. They're like those, they're like half an hour long, like comedic. If you're into like Ted Lasso is another show I've recommended. Mm -hmm. Like if you're into that kind of like thoughtful, dark, like dramatic comedy yeah then you'll love hacks red thank you that sounds dope yeah sounds dope yeah what's your um, record of the week
0: mine is and i'm like do they need a shout out whatever i'm gonna tell you guys um it's called uh wicked words and let me pull up the host name so if you as per usual wasn't that a, wasn't that like a wasn't that like
1: a song with the very sexy video in, like, the
0: 80s. Oh, uh... Oh, was it? Was it... Wi- I thought it was Wicked, Wicked Games.
1: Wicked Games Wicked was the song. Games. Right? I,
0: yeah, and it's, like, on the beach. I'm pretty sure it's Wicked Games. Um But maybe I'm wrong. It was yeah. all in black and white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Wicked Game by Chris Isaac. There
0: it okay. is. Um, is. I'm sorry. Go on. No, it's okay. I meant to like look this up I was like is this
1: a podcast just devoted to like that style choice or just dissecting that whole
0: thing (laughs) that would be kind of amazing uh and I I, you know what I was like I don't know if you can make a podcast that long like if you could do a whole series you probably could who knows because then you could like yeah talk about how it influenced other songs and hmm Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Totally. Uh, um, totally. So my my uh, recommendation is Wicked Words. Uh, it is a podcast. Um, okay. It's hosted by Kate Winkler Dawson. She is a true crime journalist uh, and I think she's a te- – she is a teacher um, or a professor – uh at some college in Texas. Um, but she, I can't remember which one. Um, but she's written a couple of true crime novels, and there's an she has another show called Tenfold More Wicked, which um it, that is like an exploration of true crime stories from like decades ago. This words uh Wicked Words, she interviews other journalists who've covered true crime. And she talks about like the cases that stood out the most to them. And, um, and one of them, the one that I listened to this morning that I think was released yesterday, the journalist is like very prominent um, with vanity fair, which like vanity fair is known for their deep dives uh, for true crime. So it's awesome. If you're interested in like the, the background of what goes on for, journalists and how they handle covering true crime stories it's it's really cool so that's my record of the week
1: i'm terrified i don't know <laughs> of people who i mean i i've i you know i don't like true crime i do yeah GVs. yeah i can't do it and so like people who like true crime i'm like oh like (laughs) you look normal but you're brave and then (laughs) but then like people actually covering the stories like oh no you're you're definitely just you probably look brave too
0: (laughs) i i don't know it just freaks me out no i think that makes sense i actually know a lot of people who are interested in true crime and are also terrified of it because it's like it's fucking scary like the things that Uh, (laughs) that people do to each other. You're just like, it did one now? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I I mean, I can't, uh, I'm going to speak for myself on this. Like, I think for me, it's like, I would rather know what's like the worst possible thing another person could potentially do to me so that way I can prepare myself for it. And that is out of a lot of anxiety and a lot of paranoia, but like, I am, I've like yelled at my roommates when they don't lock the dead the deadbolt. I'm like, why didn't you lock the door? And they're like, we're on the second story, it's fine. I'm like, there was this murderer, like I, I can't remember who it was. Um, there was a serial I killer. I, I think in the 70s about. or 80s. He, um, yeah. I wish I could remember. Uh, I, I'll you look. Keep it up later. talking. I'm gonna yeah, fact yeah. check. Thank you. But he, so I I believe this was in the 80s um i can't remember if it was the original night stalker it may have been richard ramirez i think it was richard ramirez who used to do this he would just go up to doors like mm-hmm. and and if it was unlocked he would go in that that was how he selected yeah. his victims because richard chase richard chase the thank
1: vampire you. of sacramento there we go which makes sense because he saw an unlocked door as an invitation yep and as yeah. a vampire that's You've what you need an invitation yeah whereas yeah. I, I i that i heard that as well and that to this day is why i refuse i don't care how hot it is how stifling it is like i will close all the windows mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. i can't i can't sleep yeah peacefully unless everything is like closed and locked and it freaks me out yeah that's probably that's why I don't listen to all that true crime thing because then I'm like I'm next and it's like no Jules like they caught the like that person's already been executed you know or that person's serving life or whatever and
0: I'm like no (laughs) but what if there's somebody else yeah it's uh there's always there's always copycats yeah well that's why like I get so suspicious of people like it's a lot of true crime podcasts make this joke of like, he was a pillar of the community. Like that's your first red yeah. flag that he's probably a serial killer. And that is like, I have friends who live um, kind of like in the suburbs, suburbs, uh, not so much in California, but who like when I've stayed with them, I have a friend in Tennessee when I stay with her and her family, they like didn't lock the doors one night. I was like, uh, excuse me. And they're like, well, everybody here is either a cop or a firefighter. And I was like,
1: do you know how many cops have been serial
0: killers? <laughs> like, you know, like, not just cops, but a lot of a lot of serial killers have yeah. those jobs that are like, again, pillars of the community. I'm like, just because yeah. they are in a any kind of job that seems normal nope. doesn't yeah. mean that they won't murder you. FYI See,
1: I feel like <laughs> I, it. The fact that I know exactly why I don't like true crime, and I think it's mm-hmm. the fact that I grew up in a Soviet family who was always washing their backs for like secret yeah. police or like k g b or like like just we're we're living in a communist country like where everyone just had to keep their heads down and do like not raise to attention. And so that threat was very real. And then we came to America and we moved to New York City where there, the crime rates in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. And so there was just a very real feeling of you could be next. It could be random. And it doesn't have to be a serial killer. It could be just like someone on a train. You know what I mean? And so I think just like having it be so real and talked about as like, alarming and like possible
3: yeah
1: um and the fact that i almost like got abducted as a child in brooklyn like these these <laughs> what these i wrote a piece about it it's in her blog oh yes yes, yes. Um, okay like, yeah, yeah yeah Oh god. um but like i think i'm very much like this is real i've either experienced it or known people that have experienced it at higher rates yeah. than like the national average maybe so true crime just like exposing myself to that is just not something i'm interested in because i'm like yeah. the, like it feels it feels real and it scares me which yeah. it is real but like
0: I, yeah no that i i think that makes a lot of sense and it, it it's also like because i the, it, for some people i don't want to say like it's a comfort but it's almost like mm-hmm. knowing knowing the odds knowing yeah i don't know it's like it's this weird thing like for mm-hmm. me i feel like i'm on the same side of i don't want to know because it will make me more paranoid but for me i'm like yeah. i gotta know so yeah. that way well, i don't know because it's you're weird. also
1: a compassionate human being who trusts people like you that's true you truly do like when you meet someone for the first time you're gonna assume you're going to assume that person's just telling you the truth about things, that person is being genuine. I immediately assume that people are assholes and they're lying and they're posturing and like I just I just go into every single new interaction with a ton of distrust. And I'm an excellent energy reader, so like if you don't pass you my vibe check, like there have been so many people that have not passed my vibe check and I've told told people like that person like I, I don't trust that person mm-hmm. and I've like the people that I gave warnings to it ended up coming back and be like yo you were right about that person and I'm like Whoo, I know and so just like having a good meter on those things like a good getting a good read and then also just genuinely distrusting everyone like <laughs> does it make me a little bit of a of a more closed off cold person one hundred percent as a self preservation <laughs> maneuver, but like also do I lose sleep over the people that I didn't give a chance like that I didn't mm-hmm. give my trust to like no, because the people that are still around are the people that have shown me that they'll push it's almost like it's not it's an unintentional test. Yeah. But it's like, I'll give you the super, superficial version of myself. And until I safely know that you will have my back Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to be like a big cinematic thing, like it's just, it's just a a pivotal event will happen. Like someone will say something or someone will do like the slightest, most like reflexive thing. And I'll be like, actually, yeah, like, Mm hmm and it's just like I wait for those signals of like when are you when do you have your guard down and I wait for those moments and those are the moments that I observe and ultimately that's what then shows me whether or not I could trust you I've always yeah. been a sit back and watch and yeah. listen and observe and that and then like make my decisions like that's yeah
0: you absolutely are yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So. Hmm. Well, how did we get on this
0: topic of conversation? Uh, oh, true crime. True yeah, yeah, yeah. True wicked crime. words. Check it out.
1: <laughs> yeah, wicked words. Check it out. Lex is a decent, lovely human being that needs to know, learn how to protect herself. Yeah, it
0: needs to be a little bit and less gullible.
1: Maybe a psychopath. I don't think so. Not murder. I'm not. If you I trust am, your if gut. Am, That's I'm what I'm trying to learn one. how
0: to do. Yeah. Oh,
1: oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh,
0: oh. See, I'm okay, trying to okay. learn how to be like, oh, yeah. yeah.
1: But I get it. But I get it. That shit's hard, because it's hard to be like, I can't explain it. There's no way to quantify it. It's not scientific. All I can tell you is like, that person isn't passing my vibe check. And then like to have people be like, oh, you're being dramatic, or you're overreacting, or like, what are you talking about? Like, it's hard because you have so much opposition to trusting your intuition in yourself. And you're like, well, like, is it my personal stuff coming in and blocking like my read and all of that? Yeah. And you start to question yourself and you can't. You can't question yourself. Yeah. Because that's exactly what's going to happen when a week, a month, a year down the line, someone comes back to you and is like, hey, like, good call listening to your gut on yeah. that one. Like, Rachel was a raging bitch. Like... <laughs> But that goes back to that same thing of, like, you warn someone, they chose to follow their own path, aka, like, being in a relationship with Rachel, and Mm -hmm. that's an experience they had to have and a mistake you had they had to make.
0: Yeah. What's interesting, like, listening to you talk, I was like, oh, you're like, I was thinking about a couple of people where my initial gut reaction was, like, very negative, and I, like, pushed it aside, and sure enough, like, a couple months later, or in... Yeah. yeah a couple of months later i was like oh no they are terrible yeah so yeah. initial reaction was right but i didn't listen yeah here we are yeah
1: we should ask folks to send us their recos of the week yeah to our hotline yeah yeah
0: well y'all uh you know if you guys have any <laughs> you are you were the lady uh <laughs> recos of
1: the week oh that wasn't as good um <laughs> yes, if you have any recos of the week, if you have any fun stories that you wanna um that you want to share as we're trying to extend our ripple of kindness, yeah. hit us on the hotline 707-892-0401 or hit us in the DMs at the Peony Podcast on all the socials. Hell yeah. yeah,
0: hell yeah. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for listening and supporting Thank us. Yes. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much
1: for listening to this week's episode of The Peony, where we believe that culture informs all that we do, and art can truly be anything. If you like this episode, please leave us a review, rate us, tell all your friends to subscribe, follow, download. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Talk to you soon.